Rock 102, Springfield's Clash of Rock. It's 534. And Nirvana on Rock 102. Hey, hate to surprise you, but there's a little bit of snow on the ground. You might want to think about getting out there early and scraping your car off. And take all that snow off your car, too. What are you, crazy? Uh, it is going to become mostly cloudy today and a high of 37. Tonight, cloudy, low of 26. And for tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high of 44. It's about 18 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. When I say snow, it's not like like it's plowable everywhere. It's not that much, but it's enough to slow things down. So be careful driving out there. I know you people can get on the first snow of the season. Scott Zolak will be joining us today. We're talking about Patriot football, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. And today is also Thunderbird Thursday. Someone's going to win a very nice package from your Springfield Thunderbirds. Is that and more? Steve will be here soon. Should be a good one. It's 535 in Rock 102. If New England Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in U2 in Rock 102. Going to be, uh, well, the uh, the snow is going to start melting away a little bit because it's going to be sunny and a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 45. It's uh, 24 and foggy right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump. Do it once, do it right. Aqua Pump. How about some Hollywood Trash with Steve and Nagel the Rock? What do? Forbes released their 18th annual list of the world's most powerful women. Even though it includes 40 CEOs and 19 world leaders, here's some names you would recognize. Ready? I'm ready. Mackenzie Scott, the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos. No, 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 Steve. You're thinking about the uh, the oldest daughter on uh, uh, One Day at a Time. No, that would be Mackenzie Phillips. You're thinking of uh, of uh, the guy who played... Uh, man, what the hell was I thinking of? No, you're thinking of that light bulb. No, Steve, that's a... Uh, a Phillips light bulb. A Phillip, Phillips yeah. light bulb. I, yeah. I think you were thinking of uh, uh, the guy who was on uh, Miami Vice. Philip Michael Thomas. No, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of the guy that overdosed on heroin that was in uh, all those movies. No, uh, that's uh, like Boogie Nights. That's Seymour Phillips. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Thank you very much. Sorry, Lois. It was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Look at you on your big trip. See again. He's been gone so long. I hardly remember the name. Uh, Vice President Harris. Okay. Uh, Melinda French Gates, the ex-wife of Bill Gates. Uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. You know what? Powerful and hot. Maybe in her day. <laughs> well, you don't think now? Come on. Not uh, not as much as he used to be. I, 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 I always I, had a, a, a an appreciation for Skeletor on the He-Man uh, series. Political women don't really do it for me. Uh, Rihanna. There you go. Okay. Queen Elizabeth II. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing wrong with that. There you go. Reese Witherspoon, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Serena Williams. Of course, there's more. These are just the the ones that you would recognize. But you just can't go through the whole list. No. We we got a show ending at 10. Well, who wants to listen to that whole list of uh, women yapping back and forth and how great they are. Well, I'm sure if some women would feel quite empowered by that list, Steve. I'm sure they would, but not Steve, here. On it. Steve Nagel from Rock 102. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the most uh, unexpected couples of 2021 include Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Didn't expect that. Channing, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz. Certainly didn't expect that. And, of course, who do you think? Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Nobody saw that coming. 
Yeah, that's a that's, that's not gonna last. What are you talking about? Those two are in it forever. They've always had a substantial history of commitment. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think it's gonna work out. You don't think so? No, I don't know. I th- I think she's the one. Uh, James Bond producer Barbara Broccoli. Imagine having a name like that. With the with the. With the spinach family not available? Yeah, she says the next 007 can be any race or ethnicity as long as he's a British man. It won't be a woman because, quote, I believe in making characters for women and not just having women play men's roles. I'm sure she's going to get backlash over Uh, that. Oh, yeah, of course she is. Kristen Bell has a new Netflix show called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Or The Woman. (laughs) It looks like a parody of a Hallmark Channel suburban thriller, but the comedy doesn't seem too over the top. I like her. Kristen Bell? Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that either. But, uh, you know, I didn't like that Good Place show. Did you watch any of it? I don't know if I did. It was with Ted Danson. Oh, no, no, I didn't see that. And I watched, like, maybe a season of it, and I got sick of it. I'm like, ah, now she's getting annoying now. It was, uh, was she the part that was annoying, or was it Ted Danson? Uh, I think Ted Danson really, really drove it. Up. I don't like Ted Danson. I never. You don't liked, like Ted Danson. I never how liked him as uh, Sam the bartender. How or, do you not like Ted Danson? He's like one of those guys that when he's on TV, kind of makes you happy, kind of like James Garner used to. Mm. Like people were always happy when James Garner was working. No, I. You know what it is? I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I know Larry hates him. Yeah. So I hate him too because I really, I really enjoy. Uh, Larry sticking it to people on Steve, show. Larry kind of hates everybody. I know, but I'm just saying he especially hates Ted Danson because he took his wife. True. You know? <laughs> you know, listen, it's not, uh, not Ted Danson's fault. Uh, there's a photo of Faith Hill and Tim McGraw on the cover of People, and fans are convinced that Faith had work done, but it's probably just the photo that was overly retouched. Faith Hill can do whatever the hell Faith Hill wants to. You're damn right. Hey, remember yesterday we were talking about the facts of life? Yeah. And you were asking about the you know, who was playing who and all that other stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lisa Welchel, who played Blair, had like a walk-on. Oh, really? She looks freaking amazing. She looked like she did when she was on that show. Really? She's probably my age. Well. But yet she looked like she, you know, like back when she was like 18 years old. Good for her. Some people take care of themselves, Bax. I don't. Uh, I don't know anybody who. Uh, anybody that I know who does. Yeah. She. Oh my God. She's even older than I am. She's fifty-eight. Damn. She and looked she, terrific. And she looks way better than you do. So much better. And I yeah. think I've aged like a fine cheese or a, an old wine. Like a blue cheese, with all the mold. Yeah. Something that's, that's been ripened. Yeah. Uh, the biggest breakups of this year. Are you ready for I'm, these? I'm ready. Uh, Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. Ooh, didn't expect that. Uh, Zayn uh, Zayn Malik Malik Zayn Malik Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid. Didn't expect that one either. <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco and Carl Cook. Ooh, they're all stacking up. Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson. Oh, uh, I remember yeah, that yeah, one yeah, very that well. A, that was a tough one. Uh, J Lo and A Rod. Yeah, I kind of saw that happen. Uh, ben Affleck and Anna De Armas. Was that the nanny? Was that the nanny that he was banging? It might have been. Yeah. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. That wasn't really that surprising. What are you talking about? I thought they really loved each other. No. Bill and Melinda Gates, Joe Exotic and Dylan Passage. That one I, that one I didn't see coming. That was I a thought tough that one. I, I know I could, I could barely stomach it. Hard one to swallow. Uh, and Bachelorette couple, Claire Crawley and Dale Moss. It's a tough year for love, Steve. I never watched any of those uh, shows. The uh, the Bachelorette or any of that stuff. Have you? Uh, not with any real interest, no. 
Uh, like if it go, if it comes on the screen, I my fed my face goes into the, the phone, and I'll find other things to do. Uh, Google released its year-end data yesterday. Top searches in various categories. You ready? I'm ready. For actors, Alec Baldwin was number one. <laughs> Not surprised. And Travis Scott was the most searched musician. Really? Imagine that. All in the all in the last couple of months of the year, <laughs> you got you got you got skyrocketed to number one because yeah. of. Uh, Things that are going to make you infamous rather than famous. So who came in number two in those categories? Uh, let's see. Tiger Woods. All right. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was number one yeah. in, in People. Uh, number two was Pete Davidson in the actors thing. My God. It's like you, you, you think that people will be searching for other things. And the, the musicians. Like, like, how do I stay healthy during a pandemic? Yeah. Morgan Wallen. That, the guy with the racist tirade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. See, you just do something screwed up and you'll be the top Google search of the year. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The McDonald's breakfast is... And give the coat back to Ocean State Job Lot. In return, receive a $40 crazy deal gift card that can be used to purchase anything in our store. It will cost you nothing to provide this coat. And you'll feel wonderful knowing that you will be helping someone in need. Let's enjoy this very special time of year and reach out to help those who need a hand. Here's why it's a smart move to custom order your Ford vehicle. You'll get your new Ford faster because your custom order receives priority. Plus, you'll get extra bonus cash on top of all public offers when you custom order select models. And you'll get exactly the features you choose. Your next step is to contact your New England Ford dealer and see how easy it is to custom order a new Ford built for you by you. WAQY, WAQY HD Springfield, 102.1 FM. Max and O'Brien, mornings. Colloquially. 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 Yeah. This is Springfield's classic rock. Rock 102. At Big Y, the holidays get us thinking about how magical the season truly is. Those front door hugs, our traditions full of meaning and fun. The toasts that come from the heart, the priceless looks on their faces, family meals that somehow taste better. It's about making memories that will last a lifetime. From our family to yours, happy holidays. It's more than food. It's my Big Y. So that our employees can spend time with their families, Big Y will be closed for Christmas, December 25th. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Ice and a little snow to scrape off your windshield this morning. Highs in the 30s today, mid-40s tomorrow, and 60 on Saturday. The weather brought to you by Crazy J at the Buy Center of Enfield at Gale Toyota. They still want your car. Give them a call today. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for John O'Brien, and here's your sports. Basketball last night, the Clippers beat the Celtics 114-111. The Celtics are in Phoenix against the Suns tomorrow night. You can catch that game on Laser 98.5, our sister station. And Laser also has the Bruins. Bruins this year. You can catch the Bruins in Edmonton against the Oilers tonight. The Bruins losing to the Canucks last night in a shootout 2-1. Also, UMass beat Merrimack in overtime 3-2. And the Springfield Thunderbirds hosting Toronto at the Mass Mutual Center tomorrow. 
Baseball, the Woo Sox Winter Wonderland celebration at Polar Park this coming Saturday. It's a free event from 11 to 3 with food and prizes and former Sox players Sam Horn and Lenny DiNardo on hand signing autographs along with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and mascots Smiley Ball and Woofster, the Wonder Dog, also on hand. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax will talk about a hockey team with enormous problems off the ice. Stay tuned. It's straight ahead on Rock 102. The holidays are here, my friends. It's time to plan your meal. Beef prime rib or turkey breast. Duck, goose, ham or veal. It's Arnold's Meats. Arnold's Meats. For the holiday time. Arnold's Meats for the holiday. So you need hors d'oeuvres and dessert. Well, they got shrimp and pies. So come on down to Arnold's for your holiday supplies. Did you forget the stuffing? Veggies for the stew. But what about the gravy, girl? You know they got that, too. It's Arnold's Meats. Arnold's Meats. For the holiday time. Arnold's Meats for the holiday. Well, they got it all at Arnold's, girl. East Long Meadow Chickapea. So peace and joy to all and to all bone appetite. Fresh, whole-peeled beef tenderloin. Cut to order, $13.99 a pound. Arnold's Fresh, whole boneless beef ribeye cut into Delmonico steaks or rib roast of beef, $9.99 a pound. How does a career sound building the toughest tools on earth? It sounds like Stanley Black & Decker and Lennox Tools. Lennox Tools in East Longmeadow is holding a special job fair on Tuesday, December 14th from 4 to 7 p.m. at their manufacturing headquarters on Chestnut Street in East Longmeadow. Stanley Black & Decker and Lennox Tools offers a sign-on bonus, competitive salary, and full benefits. Plus, there's on-the-job training with lots of room for advancement. Apply for the job fair today at stanleyblackanddecker.com careers. Walk-ins also welcome. Stanley Black & Decker is an equal opportunity employer. This holiday season, Gold Trader is giving you a gift, a $25 gift card free with every $250 jewelry purchase. Use it as a stocking stuffer, a gift, or for instant savings, the choice is yours. So stop into Gold Trader for the best values on jewelry, chains, bracelets, earrings, engagement rings, and more, and get a $25 gift card free with every $250 jewelry purchase. Gold Trader and the Diamond Shop, 1360 Allen Street, Springfield. Not only can Credit Karma get your credit scores for free, Credit Karma can help you compare the best cards for you and show you which are the best rated by their members. Get your free scores and find the right card for you at Credit Karma. Approval not guaranteed, subject to checks. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to brag, but I'm doing pretty good on paper. Apart from the fact that part of my salary is paid for two out of my three kids to go to college, make regular support payments, pay bills, taxes, fees, subscriptions, a mortgage, insurance, and a bunch of -of out-of-pocket expenses like food and utilities, I'm doing pretty good for myself. At the end of the month, I have tens of dollars left over to do whatever the hell I want. And yet, there are some people who simply cannot handle the personal responsibility and discipline that it takes to manage all of their many financial obligations. For example, there's the NHL Arizona Coyotes. Now, you would think that with all that money invested into a professional sports franchise that they'd have no problem managing all that cash. There's just one problem. They don't have a lot of cash. In fact, according to Forbes magazine, they are the third least profitable team in the NHL and have been hemorrhaging money for years. 
How bad have things become? According to reports this morning, the Coyotes have until Monday, December 20th to pay more than a quarter of a million dollars in delinquent taxes to the city of Glendale, Arizona. Otherwise, they'll face eviction from their arena. The city has already opted not to renew their lease for next season, and the Coyotes are claiming that their failure to pay was the result of human error. But that wouldn't account for the fact that last month, a $1.3 million tax lien was placed on the team by the Arizona Department of Revenue for their failure to pay state taxes as well. And yet here we are more than a month later, and all that human error has yet to be resolved. Folks, can you imagine what it must feel like if you're a former fan of the Winnipeg Jets who saw your team leave town in 1996 because it wasn't financially viable to stay there, only to see your favorite team move all the way to Arizona and make things worse? That's got to be a feel uh, pretty satisfying to know that not only are they losing their shirt, but they haven't won a Stanley Cup since because there's that's a team that sucks no matter where they go, and I think this is fantastic. But hey, an MMI Yap and Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I love passing the house with a creative lighting display. I don't care if it's an understated trim on the roof or it's crazy town with lights and trees everywhere else. What's your style going to be? Holiday lights, 20% off right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's 610 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. The good news is the snow is over. And then uh, the the sun is going to come out today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. You do know it's supposed to get uh, cloudy later in the day, though, right? So if it's it's sunny out, it's going to be like for like 25 minutes and then it's gone. Oh, man. Yeah. Well. Well, hey, listen, uh, you're a New Englander now. You know, you've been living here for a good long time. You can uh, claim you're a New Englander and uh, how, how you long, can suck it up. How long do you have to be living here uh, to be considered a New Englander? I give it about an hour. Give you like an hour of staying here yeah. and you say, okay, I'm used to this. I uh, I went to uh, I went to the mall last night. Uh, which one? The Holyoke Mall. Ooh, I thought you were going to say the Hampshire Mall. And I was uh, really surprised to see how dead it was there. Like, there wasn't a lot of people there at all. Well, everybody was, uh, you know, getting ready for the storm. Yeah, I don't think that was the case. Uh, it did start snowing by the time I got there, probably around 5.30. And then by the time we left, because uh, we had we, we ate dinner there. Mm-hmm. And that was the last thing we did. Did you know most of the mall closes by 7 p.m.? Really? Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for people. And all of a sudden... Uh, you see the the cages coming down at like seven o'clock, but only some stores, not all the stores. Like seven tar- targets open till like midnight. You know, most because- people don't. You know, when they get out of work at the end of the day, you know, yeah. you know, people who actually work for a living, they get out at five. Probably can't even get to the mall by six thirty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it was just weird to see some of the stores closing up. Now, the mall itself has hours of up to nine o'clock right. on on. The during the holiday thing, but their normal schedule now is 7 p.m. Isn't that crazy? That's bizarre. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's, prob- it's, it's Christmas season. You're supposed to be open late. But it, it's probably because, uh, you know, the lack of people, lack of help. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't, there, there's not a lot of people uh, available to work, and uh, you already changed those hours during the pandemic. Yeah, but don't you think that uh, they would have gone back to, you know, especially with the, with the Christmas rush, yeah. They would uh, at least try to 
you know, put people out on the floor. The other, the other thing I don't understand in it, and this is, uh, you know, I've been to the mall maybe five or six times since the beginning of this year, right? Yeah. The escalators are always broken. The ones by Sears, like they haven't been fixed. Yeah, you know what's uh, weird about the it though? The old Sears, I guess you would call. When, uh, when the escalators break, yeah, they simply become stairs. I get that, but they're not even like you can't even walk up them or down them. There, there's like a block. Uh, there's a thing that like, you can't go. You can't go. It's either one of them's broken, like the up one works and the down one doesn't. But right. you can't walk down. You got to walk all the way down by the food court and then walk up and down the stairs that way. Now you're all stranded on the top floor. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, walking. on the other hand, they put the sign. You're sorry for your inconvenience. Yeah. You turn an escalator into stairs. You've basically created. Some level of convenience. Well, it's uh, it's just another invention. They I should invented. say, please enjoy our convenience of these immovable stairs. So I'm, uh, I stop at one of them calendar kiosks. Sure. You know, they get all the calendars right in the middle of the mall there. Sure. And uh, I found uh, this one, and I put it up on Facebook. You might have seen it already. It's uh, Kilty Pleasures. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Some like it, Scott. It's a bunch of Scotsmen in kilts. Yeah, but you know, I, I let it to, all hang out. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm part Scottish myself. I don't know anybody in the uh, in that side of the family that's a uh, you know, buff up like that. Well, uh, this is this is quite impressive. I know. Well, this guy's all hella swole, as the kids would say. Yeah, swole. He's all swole with the tatted uh, pecs and. And the and the and the sleeve, and he's yeah. got the the wash the washboard abs. You know, and I, I put this picture up, and uh, all these ladies were like, "Oh yeah, give me some of that." They don't tell me that women don't treat men like sex objects. You know, as a man, I actually find that to be very offensive. You know, yeah. men have feelings as much as anybody else, and you know, why should I be objectified in that fashion? Women, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. To, to think that you would think that we were just objects. Yeah, you know, I'm not just a piece of meat, you know, for your pleasure. That's that's for damn sure. Actually, I wouldn't mind being that piece of meat. Well, okay, listen, if that's that's your business, Steve. Um, but, you know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you know, men have is uh, are capable of doing anything a woman can do, with the exception of childbirth and... Winning an argument. And winning an argument, yes. <laughs> So I uh, we we leave there, and uh, now the roads are a little slippery, a little yes. slick out there. So uh, we we get all the way to uh, there's a back way to get to Huntington from Holy from the Holyoke Mall. You go up like Route 10 and 202, right, and then you come down by Hampton Ponds yep. in Westfield, and then you go by by the pur- well the Purple Onion. It's seven B's. <laughs> you could say the Purple Onion. Well, everybody th- knows that corner is the Purple Onion. It's where seven B's is, you know. Yeah. So you go back down that way. Now you get to uh, eventually you get to Montgomery Road. There's a couple of turns you got to take, but you sure. get to Montgomery Road. And as soon as we pull up to Montgomery Road, this cop car, like, starts pulling and blocking the way and with the lights on. and then uh, On I'm Montgomery like, Road. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? And then he gets out of the car, and he's like, and it was like, uh, it's like, like one of them old, uh, old West movies, like, can't go up the mountain, boy. There, <laughs> the mountain's impassable. You, you can't know? get there from here. No, but it was more like uh, like the urgency of uh, like we were pioneers going through the mountain, and you know you can't you can't go through Huntington Pass. Huntington Pass is closed right now, and he said 
He's like, you listen, you don't want to go up there. He's like, there's cars everywhere up there, like falling off the See, road. See, this is what we were yeah. saying yesterday. Yeah. It's like that first snowfall of the season. Yeah. People completely forget how they've been driving in this stuff for decades. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's like it, you know, when I drove to work today, you know, I cleared off my car of the snow and I, and I drove carefully. Now, granted, there's not a lot of traffic, you know, to, in, into work this morning. But I didn't slide all over the place. You didn't get on the Hamden 405? No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't gun it down Allen Street right. just to see how fast I could take it. Right. I took it slow and careful. But it's like every single yeah. year, that first storm confuses everybody. I Yeah, and I don't I don't know why either. And, and, and the good thing is, the good thing is that cop was there to let me know because I could have gone up the mountain and, and you'd got be stuck. stuck behind somebody else. You know, that that was the, I'm not so concerned about me getting stuck because I drive slow. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, right. I can figure this out on my own. Uh so the big pain in I'm I'm lucky the guy was there to to tell us not to go, but what a pain in the ass cuz then now you got to go back to the center of Westfield, yeah. and then go all the way around. It uh, it took almost forty minutes to get home. It was See, ridiculous. But, so here's the th- the really crazy part about it is, this wasn't even a nor'easter. This wasn't more than just a dusting. What did you have? Like a like maybe two inches up in Westfield? Did you have even that much? Yeah, it was significant enough where it caused a little bit of an issue because you needed the plows and the sand trucks out right. last night. I get, I get but that, but, but, but not so much where people don't know how to drive in that stuff. No, but here's the, here's the problem. People, you know, we've, we've talked about how uh, these high-speed uh, accidents and all that stuff are happening. When you're so used to driving 50, 60 miles an hour <laughs> down the street— yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden it starts snowing. The part of you wants to do that. Sure. For no, the I... smart people, it's like, yeah, you can't do that. But for the idiots, yes, it's the, I'm going to drive right off the side of the road. You know, in a, in a situation like this, one thing that is that is true, let's say, and again, again, I don't, I don't know what kind of calamity they were facing up there on Montgomery Road, mm-hmm. but let's just say you had two or three cars, you know, get into it. Yeah. You know, one guy... He, you know, you know, spins out. Another guy hits him. Another guy hits that guy, and all of a sudden, you got a you know three car pileup. Right. The problem is when you have more cars and it's a slippery in slippery conditions, and they may be going slightly too fast. There's not always a whole lot of time to assess what's going on. Next thing you know, you're finding yourself in a multi car pileup, and there's no. I mean, there would have been no way to avoid getting involved in it. Right. But it does take those first three people in that pileup. To uh, to not get it to, to not drive, you know, recklessly in conditions like this. I I I completely agree. But people are idiots. I know. And they uh, they want to drive fast. They want to live hard. L- wait, love hard. Love. I don't know. It was something like that. It was some kind of saying about living. living yeah, fast yeah, living hard, living hard, uh, dying young. And, yeah, uh, kiss with your mouth open. Uh, what else is there? What was that one? I don't, I don't know. Maybe that, that maybe that was a hallmark thing I read. Uh, but hey, you know what? I I made it. I didn't. Uh, and and now school has a two hour delay today, because it's a little slippery up there, <laughs> up in the hills. Two hour delay, please. We the, the superintendent calls from uh, from Gateway Regional. Right. We had this guy last year. 
How we talk like this? Uh, kind of like Milton from uh, Office Space. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, schooling's gonna be. Canceled. I got a stapler. Yeah, you know, there, there, there. yeah, and now we have uh, like this uh, this Valley girl who's the uh, superintendent. It's like, good morning, Gateway families, and I'm uh, like, whoa, that's a little too much sunshine at five o'clock. <laughs> But she's probably been up all night long waiting for the, the two-hour delay. Waiting for her first uh, phone call yeah. uh, to tell everybody. Trying to read the instructions on how to let everybody know. It's my first robocall. I'm just so happy. <laughs> so we went from uh, Milton to uh, Legally Blonde. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, thankfully, it's over. And we're not, uh, is there even more snow in the forecast? It's supposed to be like 60 on Saturday. Yeah, it's supposed to be warm all weekend. So all that stuff is going to melt right away. Fantastic. It's 621 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. It's uh, just about 624 with Bax and Steve and Rock 102. Today, uh, not only were we talking to uh, Scott Zolak uh, after 8 o'clock, today also happens to be a Thunderbird Thursday, which is uh, pretty oh, exciting. Are you tough enough? No, the, not the, the fabulous Thunderbirds. Not the Thursday? fabulous Thunderbirds. The Springfield Thunderbirds. We uh, later on today, not now, but later on this morning, we'll give away uh, four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass for Saturday's game against the Providence Bruins, plus four vouchers, good for a, a free hot dog and a soda. So that's uh, coming up a little bit later on. It's uh, Thunderbird Thursday here on Rock 102. That sounds pretty awesome. It's a hell of a prize pack. Hey, uh, uh, was it too early to laugh? Or is well, I mean, if it depends on how early you want to get into news. That's uh, that's really up to you, Steve. Well, I guess it really doesn't matter. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. What is every Amish woman's fantasy? I don't know, Steve. What is every Amish woman's fantasy? Two Mennonite. Ah, Get two it? Mennonite. Two Mennonite. Because they're Mennonite. Mennonite. And they're Amish. And they're, but I'm men per we're night. We're not really going to offend them because <laughs> they're never going to hear this joke. <laughs> they can't turn the radio on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Booyah! Ski Barrel in South Hadley. Serving up homemade burgers, loaded baked potatoes, and some of your favorite sides. The Whiskey Barrel in South Hadley. Go on. Get on down there. 628. We're back on Steve and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The snow and ice won't stick around for long, but things will be slick enough to have an impact on your morning commute this morning. So slow down out there. Damn it. Since this is the first real snowfall of the season for the Springfield area, roadways such as bridges and overpasses were a bit slippery last night into this morning, but there were no major accidents reported on local roadways. Well, well that's good. Yeah. Unless you keep your car in your garage, you're going to have to scrape the ice and snow off your vehicle today. Who, who's, uh, I know you're not the one writing the story, but uh, in times of snow, have any one of us ever thought about the idea that we might need to scrape snow off your car? Well, it's 22 saying since it may have been a while since you've last had to do this, here are a couple things you need to keep in mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready, Bax? I guess so. Start your car before you start scraping to give your defroster some time to warm up. Wow, this is excellent advice, probably written by someone who's never lived here before. Start scraping at your back and side windows, which gives your defroster more time to melt the ice on your windshield. My, but wonderful advice. Actually, I didn't know that. 
Well, I oh, I you know, I always kind of scrape the wa- side. I just warm the car up, and then the stuff easily brushes off because it's all melted. Yeah, and I'll run one- the car for forty-five minutes to an hour before I get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, that's not uh, bad to have the car idling. No, 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 no. So uh, close to the ozone layer. Engine engine idling is a very safe, uh, not only for the vehicle but for the environment. It's good. As well. if, yeah, it yeah. is. It's good for uh, it's good for the air quality. Uh, remember that the uh, the smooth side of your scraper is for frost, while the rigid edge of the scraper is for ice. My goodness, they. Are they were they working on this like a few days in advance? Well, Don Shipman had a little uh, confusion of what to which was which. Wait a minute, was the rigid side the side for the ice or the smooth side the side for the ice? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, never pour hot water on your car covered in ice because it may cause your auto glass to crack. Really, these are some helpful tips. Yeah, Thank you this, so this much. Is, this is wonderful stuff. Uh, main roadways and highways should be clear, yada, yada, yada. There are, I mean, you know what it is? The main roads are actually doing pretty well, like the state highways and stuff, but it's the secondary roads that are what did you well, have a problem I, with. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know if, I, I didn't see any plowed streets on my way to work today, because usually yeah. they don't come out and plow unless it's like, you know, two inches or deeper. We didn't have two inches in, in my neck of the woods, but, you know, I mean, it's still, you know, probably, I don't know if they went out salting or what they did, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. They only uh, spun out like four or five times. You know, basically, that's a pretty yeah. good ratio. Well, I mean, it, it said it did exactly what they said it was going to do. You're going to have more in the hills, and then like Westfield had uh, a pretty significant drop, and then once you get into Holyoke, then it was like nothing on the ground. Right. You know what I mean? So it was nice and clear. I got no problem where I'm at, Steve. Thank goodness. No, you don't. Uh, police are investigating a pedestrian accident involving a school bus near the intersection of State and Dwight Streets Wednesday afternoon, according to the Springfield Police Department uh, spokesperson, who does they don't even name. Really? Yeah. At around 2.45 p.m., officers were called to a crash involving a school bus and a pedestrian at State and Dwight Streets. The pedestrian was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. Uh... Then they interviewed this guy on the street who said, I hear sirens left and right. I come around the corner, and here I am seeing the school bus, and I'm like, wow, I got a 10-year-old. I can't do this. <laughs> Scary stuff, though. Accidents uh, like this aren't new to State Street. In recent months, there have been deadly pedestrian accidents on State Street, which has prompted city officials to make State Street safer. Isn't that kind of ironic, though, that they come out with that whole proposal? Yeah, but that's, a different, then, but that's a different part of State Street, though. Yeah, but it's still, like, not too far away. It just seems kind of weird that yeah. you know, you're focused on this one intersection and then somebody else gets hurt at another one. Listen, I, I mean, I've seen people you know drive up and down State Street pretty recklessly, no matter what part of it you're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, The West Springfield Police Department is looking to, to the public for help by identifying a man responsible for illegal dumping incidents behind a business on Memorial Avenue. Hey, when you got to go, you got to go. No, I think he was dumping trash. According to the release provided by the West Springfield Police, the man was seen driving a pickup truck. The West Springfield Police Department is asking the public to call Detective Kennedy at 413-263-3210, extension number 229. But no details. So uh, when you say illegal dumping and you say, I don't think it's that kind of dumping. Yeah. Doesn't sound like the story or the police are being very forthcoming with information. How yeah. do we know it's that kind of dumping well, or be- not that kind of dumping? Because we have pictures of this man taking old tires, pulling up to a dumpster, throwing the tires in the dumpster, and then driving away. That's, uh, that's illegal. 
But where else are you supposed to put your tires? You're supposed to go to a like a tire center and then pay them money, and then they'll take care of the uh, recycling of the tire. I'm not going to pay money for something that I can do for free on the side of the road somewhere. No, I'm just going to get caught on a surveillance camera ah. behind some business uh, in West Springfield, and then, uh, then I'll be paying more than I would have if I had just paid the money for the recycled tires. You know, there used to be a time when littering was something noble and... Uh, highly esteemed in society now look at it i know it's everywhere everyone's got a problem when you're dumping you know Ill- illegal stuff with the uh, holiday season in full swing porch pirates are fine-tuning their tactics Arr, look at that nice air fryer let Arr, me swash my swashbuckle my way up the porch to steal that amazon package a new uh, study by safewise showed that 210 million packages vanished from porches across the u.s over the past year Local police have told uh, Twenty Two News that it's best to request a signature for your package or get an exact time the package is arriving. A Springfield resident uh, recently sent Twenty Two News a video of their package being taken away in early November in the South Forest Park area. Oh, you see this girl in hot pink coming up and stealing the package. Really? Yeah. Uh, I have all my packages sent here. Not so much that I'm worried about uh, package pirates, porch pirates, if you will. Yeah, Arr. but I'm also, I also have uh, my wife is very nosy about presents, and you know likes to go snooping around. So, the best way to surprise her is to not have anything actually in the home. That's a good. That's a good way to surprise somebody. That's the way I do it. because you know, she because she wants presents. You know, if I bring something into the house, she wants the present right away, and I kind of understand that. But you know, it, it spoils the surprise of of Christmas. I uh I don't I Amazon doesn't go to my house anyway. What do you mean it doesn't go to your house? This is, I've, I've had this problem. I've had this problem for the last few years. I I don't understand this. I mean I obviously I guess I do understand it because there's different routes. But whatever. My friends. This is an example. I've had stuff sent to my friend's house in Wilbraham because it gets here a lot faster than it would be if I were to get it up in Huntington. Okay. So, like, the the Amazon thing, you know, two- to three-day thing holds true for the most part, and they deliver it. Now, uh, how far away, uh, like, from that Wilbraham Fire Department area do you think the Holyoke is for the distribution center of Amazon? I don't know. 12 12 miles, miles, maybe? 12 miles, right? Okay. I live, like, nine miles away from that Amazon uh, sorting facility. Right. And the... The vans go right by my house and to the post office where I have to go pick up my Amazon packages. That's ridiculous. It, it's stupid. It is. Well, I mean, you know, Wilbraham is, is, you know, a larger town than Huntington. So maybe it makes more sense that they could actually go and deliver. I guess, but if the van is homes. driving right by my house and they're making delivery, you can see them like getting out at other residences and making deliveries on different routes. You know what I mean? But nearby my house. So I don't know what the hell it is about my house that they don't want to stop. I don't get it, Steve. That makes no sense. It's really it's really uh, making yeah. me angry. This, this, is, this is why I've got a system, yeah. and the system is up. And you know what? I'm finding that everybody else is now following my example. Because for years, I'd get stuff delivered here. Yeah. And I'd be the only one to be getting like like packages a couple times a week, now like around Christmas time. Now you're a trendsetter. If you notice, everyone's doing it. Yeah. You getting packages. Pat Kelly's getting packages. Some of the ladies in the offices are getting packages. The engineers are getting computers sent to them. I mean, you know, what, what, yeah, come on. 
Yes, but none of the computers are being used for us. <laughs> well, that's that's the truth. The uh, Massachusetts Board of Registration and Medicine announced Wednesday it has taken disciplinary action against the medical licenses of four doctors, including one practicing in Springfield. According to the board, the following actions were taken against the medical license of Ira Hefland, Deborah Little, George Hayo, Hayo, and Geraldine Summers. Dr. Ira Hefland, who has uh, last practiced medicine in a private practice in Springfield of May of 2021, admitted that he did not meet the standard of care for controlled substance provided prescribing for two patients. In a, co- in a consent order, the board admonished Dr. Hefland he has been licensed uh, to practice medicine in Massachusetts since June 18th of 1981. You know, it's weird. I saw the story uh, this morning, and, and because medicine is all screwed up because uh-huh. of COVID and opioids and everything else. As soon as I saw the story that four local doctors were uh, lost their license, I immediately went into the story to make sure it wasn't one of my doctors. Yeah. yeah. And I don't suspect that my doctors are doing anything illegal. They seem to be kind of on the up and up. But, uh, you know, had a check just to be sure. No reflection of the doctors I have. I'm just, you know, in this day and age, you just don't know who to trust. Yeah, you can't trust anybody. You can't. I had to make an appointment to go see a, a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the earliest I could go see him, and I made the 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 call this week. Yeah, was March. Yeah, well, I don't understand March. I I'm not even seeing a doctor anymore. I'm seeing which I think is actually better a PA. Yeah, because I think they they're a little more thorough than the doctors are. I'm just saying. Steve, I would never go that far. Well, I mean, think about the the, case, the patient caseload that they got, you know, every day. Oh, I know. I uh, know. That they're squeezing you in. I had one guy uh, who was a doctor, and uh, he squeezed in a physical. It was like four minutes of him being in the room. Yeah. Very thorough, I'm sure. Uh, he didn't even do the uh, the boy hug. See, my, well, I haven't had that done in a while, but my, my doctor, uh, my last checkup was over the phone. I didn't find that to be very thorough, although I did yeah. hold my phone up to certain parts of my body to say, hey, is there something wrong with this? Hey, what does that look like? What does this, this look funny to you? Well, it's got a clown face on it and a <laughs> cigar and big, thick glasses. No, I'm sorry. My phone must be upside down. Let me switch that for you. A uh, Springfield shelter is looking after a neglected dog that was reportedly thrown out of a car window over oh the weekend. Oh, my God. The dog is okay and is in the care of the T.J. O'Connor Animal Control and Adoption Center. Uh, today, uh, or yesterday, they got to meet Bree. That was the name uh, given to her by the folks at the T.J. in Springfield. Pam Peebles, director, said this past Sunday they got a call from a good Samaritan who witnessed this dog being thrown from a car before the driver sped off down Plumtree Road. People are scumbags, man. Honestly. It's like, if you don't want to take care of the animal, just drop it off at the shelter. Like, I, I just drop it off. Like, you, that's all you have to do, and nobody's going to question you about any of it. You know what the weird part about it is? What? So he's on Plumtree Road, and this happens? Yeah. How far is TJO from Plumtree Road? I don't know. I don't know. Six where. miles? Yeah. Seven miles at the at the most? Yeah. All you got to do is bring the dog there, no questions asked. You don't have to throw the dog out the window. Well, they're asking, uh, they're asking the public for help. If you've uh, if you witnessed this or seen anything, I, I would have thought that like if somebody's seen that though, they would have called the police right away. I mean, sure. obviously the guy picked up the dog, but if somebody else seen, yeah, it, and maybe they did, and the, and the you know because the, the cops are like, well, you know, as long as TGO's now got the dog, what can we do? But I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, like, you're so close. 
to the shelter. <laughs> you know, I mean, Plumtree Road, yeah, it, it, the difference between East Forest Park and, and Pine Point is not that far away. Right. Wouldn't have been that too much, wouldn't have been too inconvenient yeah. for you to just go they, over to, to, to Cottage Street. People suck, dude. They really do. Some people do. A woman was found dead Wednesday afternoon after a car floating in Niagara River came close to going over the falls, authorities said in New York. The identity of the woman has not been released, but she's believed to be in her late 60s, uh, New York's uh, State Parks Police Captain Chris Rolla said at a news conference. Authorities were alerted to the vehicle just before 12 p.m. Rolla said the car was floating in the river towards the brink of Niagara Falls. Witnesses told police they believed a person was uh, inside the car. A picture from the scene shows the car nearly fully submerged with the trunk open. The vehicle became hung up on rocks, rocks some 50 yards just short of the edge of the falls. Holy smokes. Damn. Uh, so you, you've been up there, right? Yes. Twice. Uh, so, okay, so have I. And I'm thinking, at what, where does the car enter the water from? Because, I mean, that thing is so... Yeah, it's, it's it's so you know roped off and fenced off because yeah. you know people you know for years were like jumping in, going over barrels and stuff. Right, but there are parts of it there that you could t- technically drive right into. But I'm thinking that's yeah. like way far up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, how far the uh, the barrier goes. Man, that's crazy, isn't it? I've been on the Canadian and the American side. Hey, so have I. How about that? You ever go in the made in the mist at the bottom? No, did you? I did. Got to wear big. Uh, Big raincoat, and you go in on, on the boat, and it's splashing all over you, and it's freezing cold because yeah. you're right up there near Canada and everything, or in Canada, and uh, you pay what thirty, forty bucks to uh, for the joy of being deluged with uh, waterfall water. Get the money, waterfall spray. Get the money shot from Niagara Falls. That's all it is, man. It's cold and freezing and damp. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I. It was actually a really nice place to go. Like it was. Uh, I thought it was a nice, like, resort area. Oh, yeah. Touristy and all that stuff. But I don't have any desire to go there. If you know, you, once you see it, that's it. Like, if you love, like, uh, the over-commercialization of a place, the Canadian side of the falls is fantastic. I thought it was the U.S. side that was all, like... Uh, the Canadian side is just, really? just, as, just as tacky. I just remember seeing, like, the side, like they had a bunch of casinos there. There's a, there's a bunch of casinos now. This was 2007, the, the last time I was there. Right. We just stopped on the way to Toronto. Uh, but it was a, you know, it's a pretty impressive sight, don't you think? It's a, No, it's, it's absolutely breathtaking. Uh, they said due to the uh, due to the area where the vehicle was, the Swift Water team was not able to make a recovery. Rolla said we contacted the Coast Guard and their helicopter came out and uh, was able to make a recovery. Uh, eventually, the U.S. Coast Guard uh, L- Great Lakes tweeted that it hoisted an unresponsive female from the driver's seat of the vehicle who was pronounced dead at the scene, but no word on how she got in there or what happened. Yeah, okay. that's, that, that's what I'd want to know. That's crazy. How do, you, how do you get the car in there? Well, you know, you're, there's a museum right near the falls that shows, like, uh, it's not a wax museum, but it's like, you know, sculpted dummies. Yeah, right. And they show, like, the, the woman with the bloody head. Yeah, she, she she made it, you know all these people that made it over the falls, and all those people that didn't. Yeah, what? How do some people make that fall, and some See, people don't? That was at the time, and you got to go back, uh, you know, more than a century back. Uh, you know that was a, that was that era's Tide Pod challenge. You know, it was a stupid idea, 
but a lot of people did it and got uh, pretty messed up as a result of it. You know, if you go over the, the falls in a barrel, you better damn well be sure that barrel can handle the fall. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's pretty rocky at the bottom of that thing, and that's why a lot of people uh, felt their death. Yeah, that that was like, the, and that was like a base for cartoons all over the place. Oh yeah, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. How come they don't reference that anymore? Because it hasn't been done in such a long period. Because yeah. people have moved on. Yeah, you know, they don't they, they don't find that to be a challenge now. But if you say, for example, got a bunch of milk crates, yeah, you try you know climbing up on top of them and then you know dancing up on the top of the milk crate and then like you know climbing all the way down without falling over like an idiot. Oh, that's that's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's something that people want to do. Go over a, a waterfall, major waterfall, in a barrel. First of all, you got to find a ba- who is even selling barrels anymore. Listen, you shouldn't go chasing waterfalls. You should really just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. You bring up an excellent point. I know point. you're going to have it your way or nothing at all, but I think you're moving too fast, Bex. You might be right. My apologies. Uh, an annual survey that looked at the top things that cause arguments in the car or carguments. Ooh, I Ooh, like that's that. clever. And arguing over which radio station to pick made the top ten. How about that? Somebody's fighting over us. Well, thankfully, you people here in Springfield don't have any other choices. The top five things that caused car fights this year were backseat driving. I hate that. I'm not a big fan of that Oh, my God, slow down. I'm not a big fan of that either. Uh, Getting lost. uh, Messing with the heat or AC. Bad driving habits like speeding. And whose directions to follow? Like if people are using uh, different GPS apps. Uh, I, yes. See, I swear by the Google Maps. I, that Apple Maps sucks. Apple Maps takes you in the wrong direction more often than not. I got a, a navigation system in my car mm-hmm. that was installed in 2014 when the car was manufactured. Yeah. Uh, the roadways around this country are all different, as you know. They've all been removed and replaced by something totally odd and unique. And so uh, my GPS tends to be a liar. Yeah. When your when your uh, GPS doesn't show the Julia Buxton Memorial Bridge on your on your map, <laughs> oh, this has not been built yet. <laughs> you might need an update there's, for your GPS. There's no way to cross this river other than by a canoe. But I, I do swear by the Google Maps, and uh, Waze. I guess I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I use it. Sometimes I don't. I've downloaded it, but haven't really used yeah, it. Yeah, but the Apple Maps. Oh my God! It never like picks up what direction you're going. No, into. Go- Google is a is a is a, is a good option, but I'm I'm still, I don't know. I I, I feel like uh, I'm being disloyal if I use another app when I've got a navigation system in my car. The uh, rest of the top ten are which radio station to pick, who gets to choose the music in general, leaving windows up or down, kids or other passengers being too loud. And where to stop during a long trip. I've gotten to the point now where my kids are old enough to uh, want to control the radio when we get in. Ah, yes. So uh, it's usually Taylor Swift or Harry Styles that we're rocking out to as we're driving down the highway of life. You know what I'm saying? We uh, we have a tendency to do very much the same thing. Uh, Jenny likes to switch radio stations all the time. Yeah, but is she listening to horrible music like uh, Harry Styles or Taylor Swift? She likes Taylor Swift, but um, no, she her, her her taste is a little bit more varied than that. Then what is she doing with you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really don't know. She could have done a lot better, you know. Oh, listen. 
There's a lot of people who feel that way. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 655 and the Doobie Brothers on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Zolak will be joining us after uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, I've uh, prepared all kinds of questions, and I'm sure you have too, Steve. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, we'll what's, your, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite uh, Doobie Brothers album? No, I was not going to ask him that. I didn't think that'd be uh, relevant to him. So uh, well, probably not going to get around to that. See if he watched that uh, Facts of Life thing the other night. Maybe uh, maybe he's got something to say about that. Well, you know, I'm sure he did. He's been doing extra things now that this is the uh, the bye week mm-hmm. weekend. You know, he's got nothing going on. But uh, I'm pretty sure he's still going to want to focus on football. That's what we're. That's uh, why he's on the show. I want to hear his uh, vaccine thoughts. I, I don't know if I really care about his vaccine thoughts. <laughs> is, is, is that wrong? I'm sure he's fully vaccinated. Otherwise, he. He wouldn't be able to be in the same booth with uh, Scott Soshi. Hey, uh, you know, you should ask him about uh, knee, uh, your knee injury, because he, he's a sports guy. He probably dealt with a lot of uh, friends or maybe even himself uh, with some uh, knee issues. He could give you some tips on yeah. how to uh, yeah. walk yeah. around a little bit more comfortably. For all I know, he's got a, a medical degree, which would uh, you know help me out as I prepare for my uh, MRI on Saturday. Well, listen, uh, you know, uh, who, who's really an expert on this show? About anything, right? none of us. Yeah, really. I mean, I, mean. I don't. I don't know a damn thing. You're, you're, you're no smarter than me. So, oh, I'm a, I'm as dumb as they come. Well, you know, there are times, Steve. Yes, there are, there are, there are times. But at <clears> least <throat> I know how to say I don't know. Ah, <laughs> I see, see what you're doing. There. Yeah, there, that's right? kind of a backhanded yeah. uh, you, insult, how, right how there. How do you score bowling again? I explained it to you perfectly. Yeah, you know what? You didn't because then I went online. You were wrong about that too. You were wrong about that. How was I wrong? Because you were wrong about, like, you were talking about that first box there and how you got 30 points. No, you, you, I didn't say 30 points, Steve. I said, I'm not, listen, I don't have time to explain yeah, yeah, everything, the whole time, world yeah. to you right now. It's it's only 657 to Rock 102. <laughs> and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Bill Belichick appears to be a pretty damn good coach. Sure, anyone can take a chalkboard and draw a lot of X's and O's all over the place, but something tells me that Bill Belichick is slightly more than that. Sure, there's all those Super Bowl championships and that resurging level of excellence that Patriots fans used to enjoy in the olden days of the early 21st century, but where do today's degenerate gamblers rank Bill Belichick's coaching performance? Sure, any idiot can go on ESPN and claim he's a great coach, but what about the people who are willing to put their money where their mouth is? What about the people who are willing to put themselves in unbearable personal debt to satisfy their destructive addiction to sports gambling? Because to me, those are the people that know what they're talking about. According to DraftKings, Bill Belichick is not only the leading favorite to be selected as the NFL Coach of the Year, he has overtaken that lead uh, from uh, Arizona's Cliff Kingsbury by a substantial margin. In fact, according to the data, Belichick started the season off at 40 to 1 odds of winning that award. Now he leads all possible takers, including Matt LaFleur from Green Bay, Mike Vrabel from Tennessee, and Zach Taylor from the Cincinnati Bengals. And after winning seven games in a row, the Patriots have now got the fourth best odds of winning the Super Bowl. Now, would I be willing to put money down on something like that? Oh, hell no. But I am far more willing to listen to a guy 
who is about to lose his house or gamble away his children's college fund than some random talking head on ESPN, who, if he's wrong, gets to do another show tomorrow. Whereas tomorrow, the problem gambler may no longer have a place to live. That's why I'm going to listen to the guy who's actually got something to lose when it comes to picking things like Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, or this year's MVP. I mean, I'm not going to spend any money on that stuff, but I am willing to listen. And I think that's a very sound strategy. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Elvis was the king of rock and roll. Rupert Pupkin was the king of comedy. And Aaron's is the king of snow. There are four Aaron snowblowers on sale right now at Rocky's. Buy one and blow that snow to kingdom come. Get it, Aaron's, today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And Quiet Riot on Rock 102. Hell yeah, Quiet Riot. Oh, yeah. It'll be mostly sunny today with a high of 37. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. You you do a lot of your uh, grocery shopping in the house, right? Uh, I don't no. I actually go to a grocery store. I don't actually do it in the house. There's no, really nothing but, for sale in no, my but kitchen. Like you're, but you're the only one in the house who does it. I mean, yes, your kids yeah. aren't doing it. Uh, the dog's not doing it. It's all on you. Well, usually I let them walk down to the uh, the old country store uh, to- twice a week, and uh, they lug back all the groceries. Uh, but for the most part, it's just me. Well, that's a good. Uh, yeah. That's a good thing for kids to learn. Mm-hmm. It's a good skill, and it shows them a certain level of responsibility. Right. Um, have you noticed? Because I have noticed that. Some things in the grocery stores are um, not there or running a little light. Yeah. Like you know, things that you wouldn't expect. Like, you know, it's like, you know, like, like items that everybody eats are yeah. not there. Right, because of supply issues. So uh, there was a story that came out uh, this week from the website called Eat This, Not That. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, that website, but it's it's yeah. mostly about food and about you know, and, and you know, different food. But one of the things that they, they wrote about this week were five items that uh, people are going to find hard to find in uh, in grocery stores in, in the near future. KY jelly. That's not a food, actually. I don't know if anyone <laughs> is actually cooking with it. I mean, you are not using it the right way, Bax. No, I, I, uh, I'm i clearly not. But some of the things on, on toast. I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> Sure, it makes the toast go down so much easier. <laughs> right. But there are some things on this list that I think some people are going to find to be a little disturbing. All right. The first on the list is wine and spirits. You know, there's a lack of them? No. There's actually no lack of alcoholic beverages. Uh-huh. Where the uh, supply chain issue is a lack of glass bottles. So uh-huh. you have all this booze, but nothing to put it in. But haven't they, like, started making, like, pushing the plastic bottle thing for the last, like, 20 years or yes, so? Yes, some have, and some are finding that they have no other option but to do that, even though there are some who will say that the plastic leaches a certain amount of chemicals into the uh, into the liquid, and as a result, it's may, it may not be safe yeah. in the same way that your pristine uh, wines and liquors right. would, would normally be. So the so the uh, like the most common size, for example, the seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle, uh, those are the ones that they're prioritizing right now. Those are the ones that sell the most. But what they're finding is those glass bottles are becoming harder and harder to find. So a lot right. of people may find they they may not be able to find what they want. Now, can you imagine going through the holiday season 
without being able to find the right amount of booze to anesthetize yourself from spending time with your family. I know, isn't it? Wouldn't it be a horrible, horrible thing? It, it, you'd om- <laughs> you'd almost have to start hoarding it now. You really should just have like uh, taps at the at the liquor stores, and then uh, you pay per gallon. You just go fill it up like you're filling up a growler, like a beer growler, instead of. You're bringing your uh, your whiskey decanter with you. I think that's a wonderful idea. I think that's a great idea. In fact, I'm surprised that you haven't had that uh, suggested before. Or if it has, I wonder why someone would want to squash it. Because there's probably some like law against distributing liquor that way. Yeah, like you know, like uh, like uh, at the Mayflower Marathon, Paul Kozub from uh, V1 Vodka comes yeah. to us and he gives us a couple of bottles of uh, of of, uh, of vodka, right? right. Well, one of the things that he also added in there was this Polish chocolate-flavored liqueur. Yeah. Which is freaking fantastic. And it, it and it Polish chocolate, so it's vanilla? No, no. It's you it's it's actually it's actually like chocolate, but it tastes like chocolate milk. It's so delicious. You see that what it, I did there? Yeah, I know what you yeah. did. That that's a Polish joke, it but I wasn't Polish. going to go down that offensive culturally and yeah, you know, reprehensible type of language. That's okay. I will. Yeah, but it was uh, fantastic. I gotta look yeah. uh, look around for that one. But I'm worried that you know it's imported. It's in a bottle. It's made yeah. of glass. I may have uh, some issues with that because that would make a great gift. That and the uh, the peppermint V1, well, a great boozy gift for people. Well, you shouldn't have opened it. You should have just regifted it. Yeah, but how was I gonna be? How was I? How could I give that as a gift? Not knowing whether it was any good, unless you sample it. You just say it's good, and then you give it to somebody. It's booze. But if it sucks, then the judgment gets passed on to me, and I don't like that kind of judgment. What else is in short supply? Uh, Chicken tenders. Uh, Households across America uh, may have hungry kids who love the chicken tenders, but apparently... where, uh, Where, like, picky eaters will only eat the chicken tenders made of tenderloins... Chicken nuggets are made from scrap meat, and that is harder to manufacture, and that is why you may find less of them available to you for your children. See, I like making them. My kids like them when I make them. You just take the chicken breast and you cut it in, like, strips. Yeah. And then you just put a little bit of flour and uh, salt and pepper on the right, outside, right. and you, you can cook them in the oven that way. And they come out nice and crispy. You know what's also easy? What? Uh, opening up a big plastic manufactured bag of these things and just putting them in an oven and uh, heating them up. Yeah. Even though they're harder to find, uh, th- they are harder to find. So that's yeah. that's not a good one. Uh, the next one is maple syrup. Now I don't I don't really care for the stuff, personally. Maple syrup. I'm not a big fan. I know that seems uh, implausible to some. Vermont, which is the leading producer of maple syrup around the country, they've got plenty of maple syrup, and they will charge you an arm and a leg for the good stuff. But in Canada, that's the number two supplier of maple syrup throughout. The, uh, the Northern Hemisphere. Quebec, uh-huh. in particular, makes the second largest amount of maple syrup anywhere in the world. They are having to dip into the stockpiles that they've amassed for the very first time in three years. And so if you're dipping into stockpiles, that, that's basically telling you that the supply of maple syrup in Canada is starting to have an effect on its availability. And you have to believe that when that happens, that's going to jack up the price of the good stuff even more. They're down 24% from last year in maple syrup. So you just don't use maple syrup. You well, find I, other it, things to use. It's no loss to me. Yeah. I don't like the stuff. You know, if, if it's me, if I got like a, if somebody's making waffles or, or pancakes, I'd rather have like a, like peanut butter on it or just plain butter. I mean, that's, uh, I I'll it. eat that. Years ago, somebody introduced me to maple whiskey. I'm like... All right. Uh, now you just 
I would just pour the whiskey right over the pancakes. That's how I would do it. That would, you know, <laughs> that would, you know, I cut out the middleman. That's it. Yeah. A, good, a good alcoholic. That's what they know. That's right. The next one is uh, fresh produce. Now I've seen this in 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 some stores where, you know, you uh, you're dying for like some fresh broccoli, for example, and I'm just pulling something on it. No broccoli. Nothing. All that all the bountiful fresh broccoli that used to be there all year long. I don't know where it went. You know, then like like two weeks later, then they got all that kind of broccoli, but then there's something else that's missing. Well, it's uh, is that the do they say why these the supply chains on these things, or is it? So it says supplies of fruits and vegetables in the produce section of supermarkets are also lagging, and several groups are calling for the ur- for urgent government action. Uh, simply put, without multilateral engagement to find solutions, these issues will create long-lasting impacts to the detriment of all North American economies. These include bankruptcies and legal disputes and all these kinds of things. The North American produce industry said uh, in November, time is against us and the necessity of addressing these challenges cannot be understated. They're not saying specifically why these things are lagging any more than anything else. But fresh fruits and vegetables are uh, are becoming harder and harder to find. Like, for example, have you seen like a like a bag of lettuce? Yeah. Ain't that great a shape? No, it looks uh, all nasty. It looks a little a uh, little beat up, like someone took yeah. each individual bag of romaine uh, lettuce and beat it with a baseball bat. Yeah, it does look a little little iffy. It's a little it's, sketchy. I don't like playing in a bag. there for a while. If it's in a bag and it's got a, just a little speck of brown on it or a little bit of uh, mealiness to it, yeah. I walk away. You know what? Just buy the hearts of romaine and make the salad yourself. You don't need the bag. No, I'm not talking about the bag. Is like the bag of pre-cut lettuce. I'm talking about like you know. Like the three, you know, romaine hearts that are in the yeah. bag. That's what I usually buy. They're not looking so good. They're not looking so appetizing. Well, and if my lettuce is brown or, or damaged, I, I'm going to say no salad this week. We just have to improvise. We have to find other things to put on top of our uh, salads. Or yeah. I just don't have a salad for that week. What, which, if, you, what if you just had a beet salad? You oh, like beets? Jesus Christmas. No, I'm not... We haven't gotten that desperate. I mean, if there's right. one vegetable that I would have no problem with a supply with a supply chain issue, it's it beets. would be beets. beets. Yeah, I'm not crying over the maple syrup, but I'm certainly not going to cry over beets. Uh, anything else on that list? Yeah, the uh, the final thing on the list. Yeah, is uh, cream cheese. Cream this is a uh, this potential shortage has reached it hasn't reached grocery stores yet, but your local bagel shop could be affected. Especially the ones that uh, either make their own cream cheese or, you know, add stuff to existing cream cheese. Yeah. Uh, apparently, according to the New York Times, recently reported that pallets of cream cheese sold by the Kraft Heinz Company, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, which is uh, popular in the dairy section of supermarkets, which I had no idea, is running dangerously low. Uh, apparently, uh, some New York bagel shops are missing 800-pound 800 800 pound orders of cream cheese. Missing. No idea where it is. Uh, selling it in the streets? Capacity constraints are to blame for a shortage of cream cheese. Yeah, you'd be walking like through Chinatown in New York City, you'd be like, pss, 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 cream cheese. I got creamy. I got chive. I got onion. Come on, yeah, come on, come on, come on. You got any? Uh, you got any? Uh, you know, meth or fentanyl? No, 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 no. no, no. Just uh, a pure Philadelphia cream cheese. Yeah, what do you What do you take me for? I'm selling cream cheese. You want to make a cheesesteak sandwich? I got your job right now. It'll only cost a nickel. Yeah, you want to make those? You want to make those little pieces of bread with the cream cheese on top and the jelly? 
<laughs> good. I'm telling you, this mm-hmm. is good stuff. When you think about everything I've just mentioned here, cream yeah. cheese, booze, produce, yeah, chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah for some you, people that this is all this is everything they eat. It's all they eat. Yeah, but you just got to adjust to you know. There's other things available. Out yeah, there, but and we see, just got to utilize those. But once you make the switch, let's say for example, you're switching from uh, from bagels because you don't you can't find cream cheese. Yeah, and you refuse to eat the bagel without the cream cheese, and you go to say breakfast cereal. Yeah, well, you got to believe that at some point, with the focus now on delicious breakfast cereals. You're going to wind up, you know, taking one shortage and creating another. All right, but uh, those uh, kids in those Sally Struthers commercials uh, hear our problems about uh, the things we're short on. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, uh, we don't have any cream cheese for our bagels or glass bottles for our vodka. Oh, my God. How are we ever going to survive? Steve, do you want to be that kid swatting flies from your face? No. While while uh, Sally Struthers eats a big sandwich but, but in the back of a I'm truck. Sa- that's what I'm saying. I mean, like the complaints are first world problems. Yeah, we don't like the, we're complaining about the inconvenience that we don't have chicken tenders. Steve, big deal. These, this is an outrage. You're lucky you have food. Yeah. You're right, I'm lucky I have food. Yeah. What's it going to take for me to have no food? There's a lot of people out there who can't even afford to buy oh, food, let alone Steve. worry about whether they're going to get cream Listen cheese Listen to or your not. bleeding heart pumped right through your chest. I'm telling you right now, if this, if we get to the point where we start like seeing major shortages in like cheese yeah. or potato chips or uh, you know, what else do I love? Yeah, uh, just, like let's say like uh, like cashews. I love eating cashews by the fistful. If we're having a shortage of that, let me tell you something. There is going to be hell to pay. And if I have to choose with the crust of the earth to get to another part of the world that is producing these things, and they're just sitting there on a pallet, I will do it. You know, this might actually reset culture. Maybe we'll be making our own foods again. Oh, uh, see, who's got the time? Jarring things. Who's and, got the time? Well, who? Uh, if you got the time, if you're hungry, you're gonna make what you want to eat. You can make your own <sighs> potato chips. Make you slice pizza. them up and you fry them in the uh, air, you air, you air fry them. Yeah, well, where, where am I going to get the oil? Because that's sitting in a glass bottle somewhere waiting to be uh, to, to be boiled <sighs> so I can you have just, my fresh potato you chips. You just have an answer for everything. Yes, I do, Steve, because I've given this a whole lot of thought. Well, not as much thought as you probably should have. Bagels without my cream cheese. This is an outrage. Vodka without glass. Yes. <laughs> Gonna have to drink it out of my hands. Uh, Paul Kozub said, by the way, uh, he said, he says in this text message, they're only, these are the only sizes 50 milliliter, 100 milliliter, 750 milliliter, 1 liter, and 1.75 liter are all legal sizes, and there is a huge glass shortage. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm right up. So this, this article is right. But I gotta tell you, that chocolate stuff he uh, gave us is delicious. Tastes so good with that peppermint vodka. Oh, I bet it does. It's oh my god! It's so good, so so good. It's seven twenty-four now in downtown Springfield. Rock one hundred two is giving you twelve chances to win great prizes throughout the month of December with the twelve days of prizes brought to you by the Tommy Car Auto Group. Today's winner is Amber Matos of uh, Westfield. She scored a twenty dollars two hundred. Oh, excuse me, a two hundred dollars gift certificate. Odin's Keep Axe House. Odin's Keep an exhilarating good time for all your axe throwing needs and much much more. All you got to do is go to rock102.com and sign up every weekday through Tuesday the 21st. We'll give away a $200 value gift 
from one of 12 area businesses, and that includes places like the Gold Trader, the Still Bar and Grill, Liquors 44, Hilltown Chic, Mexicalito, Taco Bar, and the Springfield Thunderbirds, and many more. It's the 12 Days of Prize was brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, good news for you cheating Catholics out there. Lust is not the worst of the seven deadly sins, according to Pope Francis. Did you hear this? I did see this. The uh, leader of the Catholic Church has come out saying there are worse indiscretions than having sex outside of marriage in an interview with reporters while en route from Greece to Italy. Sins of the flesh are not the most serious, the 84-year-old religious leader said regarding sex outside of marriage. Top transgressions include pride and hatred, according to uh, Reuters. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. Uh, Francis's rankings of the worst wrongdoings follow the resignation of the uh, of a parish archbishop who uh, quit over a relationship with a woman earlier this month. However, the 70-year-old French cleric, Michel Apoutut, uh, denied being intimate with the anonymous female behavior that would break his promise of celibacy, according to the news agency. You know, I don't, uh, not for nothing, I don't know if the Catholic Church really should be cherry-picking which ones are worse than the others and, and trying to diminish all the sex stuff. They seem to be, I don't know, that seems to be a little disingenuous uh, from them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I don't understand why they they can't just let these uh, clerics marry women and be with women. Because, you know, this is where you get your problems with the, you know, the ones that are uh, abusing children. Sure. It's almost like a safe haven for them. It's it's just kind of, it's stupid how they do these rules. Listen, you, you got your deadly sins, right? You got you got your your, your deadly sins, and I think you have your uh, your venal sins, which I'm not really sure of the difference, but there's there's differences. Yeah. And then you got your everyday ordinary sins, which uh, we all do nearly every single day. Um, I'm not sure that you're supposed to be cherry picking which ones you want to pay the most amount of attention to. I'm not sure that's the way it was written in the Bible. Pretty sure they were all kind of on the same level. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have said. You know, here's your your. They would have set it up like a top ten list, you know, in the Bible. Like 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 on the uh, like on the David Letterman show. Your your top ten, you know, worst cardinal sins. Yeah. You know, and 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 that would be it. I don't. I, don't, I just don't know if you should be uh, cherry picking them quite that way. Uh, listen, uh, listen. Uh, extramarital affairs not a big deal anymore. What about fish on Friday? Damn you if you do, sir. <laughs> You're going straight to hell if you put a shellfish in your mouth. That would be very shellfish of you. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. What about the what about the what about the kids? Yeah, they're, they're free game. It's seven thirty. News is next. A Rock one hundred two. Rock seven thirty three. With Baxson O'Brien, a Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Right now, they're offering forty percent off installation. Plus, you get a free glass shower door while supplies last. Call Yankee Home right now. And tell him you heard this ad at Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A, uh, ped- uh, a pedestrian was struck by a school bus and seriously injured at State and Dwight Streets on Wednesday afternoon. The pedestrian was rushed to the hospital by ambulance following the 2.45 p.m. crash. Police spokesman Ryan Walsh said the injuries are considered serious. Police blocked off State Street between Chestnut and Main Streets and Dwight Street from uh, Bruce Landon Way for quite some time. The crash was investigated by the city traffic unit. The crash is, uh, site is near the Mass Mutual Center and down the street from the Springfield Central Library, not in the same location that they want to redesign those intersections. No. 
Uh, it did come 24 hours after the city announced plans to redesign State Street near the library to increase pedestrian safety and to slow traffic. Oh, great. Now we got to do this intersection, too. Going to have to get some more cones. Yeah. A raised crosswalk and traffic controls will be added, and the road will be narrowed from uh, four lanes to two, according to those plans. Which would make a nice for a smooth sailing down State Street, don't you think? Uh, sure, I guess. Just uh, there's been an inordinate amount of accidents on uh, on State Street. I don't think anyone's uh, real pleased with the way things are going over there right now. The uh, city of Greenfield is reinstating its mask mandate. Mayor Roxanne Wedgegardner has announced that uh, that sounds very like rich, like rich person. Right. Roxanne Wedgegardner. It's like a female John Houseman name. Yeah, that's a great John Houseman name. Roxanne Wedgegardner. Announced that uh, effective uh, December 13th, everyone over the age of five will be required to wear face coverings in all public buildings, including businesses, regardless of vaccination status. Wedge Gardner issued the order under the recommendation of the city's Board of Health. Greenfield's previous mask order was implemented on September 20th and rescinded on November 8th. But we changed our mind now. you got to wear it again. You know, I've driven through uh, Greenfield quite a lot in the last uh, 12 months. i got to tell you, I think the people of Greenfield are better served by keeping a mask on. Yeah, probably. And it has nothing to do with the pandemic. See the, uh, the dental work up there? What dental work up there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at that. Hey, God, you caught on to that. The uh, town of Montague is also initiating a uh, mask mandate. You know, I've been through uh, Montague yeah. quite a lot in the last 12 months. Uh, yeah, get some dental I think work. some of those people we've got served with the uh, with wearing a mask, and it has nothing to do with uh, COVID. What about the, the dental work up there? What dental work yeah, up there? That's what I'm talking <laughs> that's about. What I'm yeah, saying. that's right, right there. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, oh, sure. The Montague Select Board has voted to mandate that people wear face coverings in all municipal buildings, the three that are there in town, but the order does not extend to private businesses or other public entities. Why? What's the point of that? Because, Steve, you want to be able to protect the federal employees, the town, the municipal employees over there. Yes, but if it's just that public buildings and not any other public buildings, that's kind of stupid. I don't know Montague well enough to say this. I don't know Montague well enough to say this for sure, but is there anywhere else to go in Montague but the municipal buildings? I don't think so. Well, then we've answered our question. Uh, students at Greenfield High. Oh, we're doing the we're doing the North News here. I was gonna say, yeah. Students at Greenfield High School got a chance last night to share their views about the idea of returning a student support officer to their school. A number of GHS students, many of color, told the school committee that they do not favor the idea of putting an SRO in the high school. A move the committee is pondering in the wake of a number of fights and other behavioral incidents, which have resulted in 14 police responses. Since the start of the school year, the committee has so far not taken any action on the SRO issue. Why? What is one cop going to do, though, to stop those well, things from happening? See, school schools that have the resource officer uh, probably don't find that there are less fights. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like, you know, if, if you've got a fight on one end of the building and your resource officer is on the other end of the building, then the two kids involved in the fight. They're going to get a couple good swings in. They're going to keep going until you get there. Yeah, because I don't think the teachers are allowed to get involved in these things. I, I don't know what the uh, the rules are as far I, as uh, teacher involvement. But I don't think they're allowed to touch the students. So I don't have any like, problem with a cop in the high schools. I really don't. Not anymore. 
Well, I mean, it just, but but is it worth it? Is it worth spending the money to have one there? That's what that's what I'm. We you what you just said about the fight being on one end of the building and the officer being on the other. Yeah, the but there are other things that these guys do. They're not just there simply to stop fights. I don't know. I think it's kind of like a big traffic detail. You're standing there all day waiting for something. To happen. <laughs> Uh, MSPCA Angel is looking for adopters after 40 animals, including 23 chickens, 7 ducks, 8 rabbits, uh, some green alligators, some long-necked long geese, geese, some humpty-back camels, camels, and some, some chimpanzees, chimpanzees uh, were surrendered to their Nevins Farm in Methuen. Uh, the animals came from the same overwhelmed Worcester County home on December 1st, where they have since settled in, except for the two cats who have been adopted. Now shelter officials are issuing an urgent call for adopters to take home as many of the remaining animals as possible before the holiday season sets in. Thinking about getting myself a comfort duck. Yeah, I always wanted a comfort duck. Those things are uh, really nice, and they, they really do talk to you. They listen to your problems. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just thinking that you know, yeah. the, the, maybe the best way to get over my fear of ducks is to bring one into my home. Yeah, that's what I like about my duck. It really listens to my issues that I'm having. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, and then at the end, uh, I said, well, what do I owe you? And he says, uh, just put it on my bill. <laughs> See what I did there? It was a duck joke. Oh, it was a waterfowl joke. That's hilarious. Uh, we're really keen to place the chickens and ducks ahead of the holidays because uh, waterfowl adoption tends to be waned during the winter months, and finding homes for roosters is challenging at any time of the year. You mean you can't find a place to house your cockadoodle-doos? This is according to Rachel Dearson, the equine, equine and farm animal program supervisor at Nevin's Farm. The uh, number of homes for chickens and waterfowl tend to be fewer than dogs for and cats, so my hope is that by getting this news out, we'll identify people who may not have adopted from us before. I've thought about getting chickens, but I don't know if I really want them. Why don't you want chickens? Because of the idea that then, like, all of a sudden you're attracting all these animals now, like coyotes and, and uh, fox to your yard, which yeah. I don't want to deal with. Sure. I don't deal with a massacre. But you get the eggs. Because I've known people that have had chickens, and all of the chickens got eaten by a coyote or a fox. Well, see, that's, but that would be uh, part of your responsibility to put them in a place where they would be safe. Yeah, but it's like, uh, it's like trial and error safe. Like, what's, what's not going to get in this thing? Yeah, you know, my grandfather used to raise prize chickens and uh, show them off at the Big E. Won himself a couple of ribbons, ribbons over the years, too. Yeah, really? The chicken coop that he built by his own hands still stands today. Really? Absolutely. Now, it's uh, could use a fresh cone of paint and uh, you know maybe some roofing tiles, but that thing is still solid. Solid how, construction. How come you didn't take over the family business, the chicken rearing? <clears throat> I'm not really uh, agricultural by nature. Yeah, I, I think I took after my grandmother in uh, that in that case. Was that to uh, make uh, the chicken pot pie? After I can make a chicken pot pie. Yeah, I can. I can. I can cook a chicken. I can uh, whip up some eggs. But as far as raising chickens, yeah, it's not really my thing. That uh, fancy uh, uh, eyes wide shut party I went to last week. Yeah, uh, that was. Uh, they had the this chicken pot pie like like a freestanding chicken pot pie like a lazy man's chicken pot pie I guess you would call it okay like it wasn't actual pot, like 
they would just, just like it was like a scooped, casserole version. Yeah, scooped it onto the plate. It was absolutely delicious. Did it had like the biscuits on top. It had uh, almost like stuffing on top. It was almost like a homemade stuffing. Really? Which was delicious. Interesting. Yeah. It was like a stuffing crust. I'll be damned. It's pretty damn good. Hmm. Police in Milton were called Wednesday to Pierce Middle School as students entered a lockdown for what at the time was believed to be a person in the building with a gun. In reality, it was a teacher with a phone charger. Now, who was this Milton fella? Uh, it's the name of the town. Oh. In a note to families, Milton Public Schools Superintendent James Jett. Oh, it was related to Joan Jett? Yes. He's got a bad reputation. I uh, said the uh, that a student reported an adult in the building that may have had a weapon. Ooh. Milton police found out the found the adult a uh, teacher on break and determined that the weapon was actually a charger for an electronic device. Steve, I have a number of uh, chargers in my house, a number of cords, a number of those little cubes that come with the iPhone or yeah. you know, what uh, what have you. None of them look like they could be weaponized. So what is somebody talking about with it looking like a weapon? Probably some kid being a jerk. Clearly, but but even even the dumbest of us know what like a charging thing would be for like a phone or an iPad. Well, some of these kids aren't that smart anymore, and you know? I gotta remember. Uh, yeah, but is is it the is it the kids that made the complaint, or was it an adult that made a complaint, not knowing what this thing is? Well, it said a student was the one that alerted the okay. other people, and then. Uh, Jet said, although uh, this incident caused the lockdown, inflicted fear and anxiety for our students, staff, uh, and parents and guardians, I'm pleased to report that no one was physically harmed, and it was all resolved within a half hour. Well, that's hmm. nice that it was all resolved so quickly. Yes, thank goodness for that. Don't you think? Yes. Hey, uh, your phone charger looks like a gun. <laughs> Maybe it is, and maybe, maybe it, isn't. it isn't. Yeah, it's for you, yeah. me to know, and you to find out. No, I'm, I'm not only uh, not only am I uh, charging my phone, but I've got some scores to settle. Uh, a group of thieves in L.A. Now, crack. this person, Jet, was their father as bold as the sergeant major? Jet. Right. See, because I thought that major was a lady suffragette. Yeah, I don't know the lyrics of that song. I, I only know. pulled them up now. Jet. When they scream it. Jet! That's it. A group of thieves in L.A. crashed their car into the front of a jewelry store while it was closed on Sunday and stole all the jewelry in the front window. All of it? All of it. There's security footage of them plowing into the place. Then they scoop up a bunch of rings and necklaces and take off. But what they didn't realize was everything they stole was just costume jewelry that's basically worthless. The owners say they caused up to $20,000 in damage to the building, and the jewelry they stole is only worth about 200 bucks. That's great. Isn't good. That the old saying, the, the juice ain't worth the squeeze? Sometimes that's right? a good saying. A uh, lot of jewelry stores put fake stuff in their front window for this exact reason. That makes a lot of sense. I always wondered that. Yeah. You know, when you're, like, walking out on the streets of Northampton and you got that fancy jewelry store that was on the corner and they always had, like, big fancy diamonds. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way in hell that that's real because... How easy would that be to just take a sledgehammer, smash the window, and grab it and leave? Well, the thing is, Silverscape was a nice jewelry store. Yeah. But the real expensive stuff... Was inside. Was deep inside the store, you where know, you were least likely to grab it. Because that was an old bank, right? Yeah. And so the old vault housed all the jewelry, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they had you know jewelry inside and, uh, and display cases and everything. But that was, that's a, that was a beautiful store. 
No, but like uh, the Hope Diamond that was there. That they yeah, no, that would that would definitely be in the in the vault. Yeah, uh, a lot of jewelry. actually, I think in Northampton that would be the No Hope Diamond. Police are still the No Hope Diamond. The hopeless yeah. diamond. Yes, the police are still looking for the uh, the very smart individuals who did that. I wouldn't really necessarily call them smart. No, I wouldn't either. That's no. actually very ironic. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Look for the black and white can now in the the beverage cooler at every Big Y Express. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 45. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rockies. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to brag, but I'm doing pretty good on paper. Apart from the fact that part of my salary is paid for two out of my three kids to go to college, make regular support payments, pay bills, taxes, fees, subscriptions, a mortgage, insurance, and a bunch of -of out-of-pocket expenses like food and utilities, I'm doing pretty good for myself. At the end of the month, I have tens of dollars left over to do whatever the hell I want. And yet, there are some people who simply cannot handle the personal responsibility and discipline that it takes to manage all of their many financial obligations. For example, there's the NHL Arizona Coyotes. Now, you would think that with all that money invested into a professional sports franchise that they'd have no problem managing all that cash. There's just one problem. They don't have a lot of cash. In fact, according to Forbes magazine, they are the third least profitable team in the NHL and have been hemorrhaging money for years. How bad have things become? According to reports this morning, the Coyotes have until Monday, December 20th to pay more than a quarter of a million dollars in delinquent taxes to the city of Glendale, Arizona. Otherwise, they'll face eviction from their arena. The city has already opted not to renew their lease for next season, and the Coyotes are claiming that their failure to pay was the result of human error. But that wouldn't account for the fact that last month, a $1.3 million tax lien was placed on the team by the Arizona Department of Revenue for their failure to pay state taxes as well. And yet here we are more than a month later, and all that human error has yet to be resolved. Folks, can you imagine what it must feel like if you're a former fan of the Winnipeg Jets who saw your team leave town in 1996 because it wasn't financially viable to stay there, only to see your favorite team move all the way to Arizona and make things worse? That's got to be a feel uh, pretty satisfying to know that not only are they losing their shirt, but they haven't won a Stanley Cup since because there's that's a team that sucks no matter where they go, and I think this is fantastic. But hey, an MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I love passing the house with a creative lighting display. I don't care if it's an understated trend. But Bax and Steve in Rock 102. I'm going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 45. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, boy, here we go. Another conversation with Scott Zolak where we talk about how great the Patriots are all over again. He's on the phone that's brought to you by the Lee Auto Group. It's Scott Zolak. How you doing, Scott? What, are we bored about that? Well, I mean, bored. I mean, seven wins in a row. It's almost getting to be old hat by now, isn't it? Never, never, <laughs> never after that start. We're sitting there one eight. This team was one and three to start the year. I know. Think about that. And, you know, when you when, when you look at what happened, uh, you know, the other night and, you know, the conditions that they were playing in, it just shows you, you know, that, 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 that Bill Belichick doesn't care how ugly a game gets. The win is the most important thing, even if it means – not throwing the ball and just ramming the football on the ground against the Buffalo. It was just a, 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 it's a beautifully coached game by him. 
It, it really is, uh, because Bill, Bill really cares about special teams and field position and all that stuff. This goes back to the Parcells days. We talked about elements. You don't care about rain. You don't care about snow. You don't care about sleet. The one thing that could affect a football game is wind. And it dictates decisions, third down, fourth down. Um, you heard Nick Folk after the game. Um, that's, why they, that's why they went for two. Uh, after the after the uh, Damian Harris touchdown run, right? Uh, because Nick said, if I'm outside the ten yard line, it's a no go. The only you know, my range was inside the ten. I mean, that's startling. That's basically a chip shot. And um, he, he had some good kickoffs. He had the one field goal he made going to the closed end. But um, it was crazy up there. If you guys follow me on Twitter, I posted a bunch of videos. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's the worst I've seen in Buffalo in thirty years. Yeah. Well, and, and and as you stated before, it's like the worst city in America. So to to be there in bad conditions, and I've been there in bad conditions. It's no place that anyone really wants to be. I don't know why you'd ever want to be there. In all honesty, <laughs> like I. You, 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 you pick 30 reasons not to go to Buffalo, you know, but no, I'm kidding. It does get a bad rap. It's not, it, it, it's a cool little town. Um, we we're talking to somebody who was there. He said, you know, you know what, uh, back in the day, back when the steel mills were working, Buffalo was a top 10, not top 10 market, but top 10 as far as population that live within the city limits. And uh, it's basically down to about 200,000 people now. So the town's really dead. Yeah. But you know, that the, 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 the good part about this game is, you know, I really felt like Buffalo needed this win a hell of a lot more than the Patriots did. And it just, and, and you know, by the end of it, as you're seeing the, the game progress and you're watching how yeah. how the defense is basically just clamping right down on Buffalo and the offense is doing exactly what makes the most amount of sense, is running the ball against a team that has been struggling with their defense. And it's just like... You know, this is this is what separates a guy like Bill Belichick from everybody else, including Sean McDermott, who's sitting there mouthing off after the game, like, "Well, let's not give all the credit to, to Bill Belichick, dude. You just got you just got wrecked by Bill Belichick on national television. The least you could do is show just an inch of uh, of respect for the guy." Yeah, well, we play them again in three weeks, so don't don't think they don't remember that and, and take notes and have bulletin board material. That's a situation where you know how your team's team's built. That team now is a high-flying team. You have three wide receivers. They couldn't run the ball. They didn't have a fullback. They didn't use their tight end and blocking schemes. Did they not check the weather when they went in? And it, it was just hard-headed. And the coach is a hothead. The team reflects his his personality, his mentality. Um, you know, he's calling out his returners. Yeah, I know my returners are bad. I'm not like Bill Belichick. I'm putting Kill Harry back there. And now you got his returners. Guy McKenzie chirped him on Twitter, like, "Oh, damn, really? That's why you didn't put me back here, right?" But yeah, I, so this is the beginning of the. These, these are called Fisher cracks. You know, you look at your foundation in your home, and you start getting those cracks down underneath. That's not good. So it's the beginning of the emasculation of another franchise. Yeah, like and, and you and it really does. It really does show that you know the, that Buffalo, as good as they were and as highly as they were projected to win early in the season, it just shows you that they are not mature enough to, to, to weather the storm later in the season, whereas the Patriots you know, have, have built this momentum that just keeps on going, heading into a bye week and then going uh, you know, against Indianapolis you know, you know, next weekend. Uh, you know, to me, it, this bye couldn't come at a better time. Could not, could, have, could not have come at a better time. They got a little bit of a bye after the Atlanta games a couple of weeks ago, so that kind of helps you get a couple guys healthy, guys like Jamie Collins. So now you get to rest, kick your feet up, and study a really good Colts team. Now it's on the road. Got to go play them at Lucas Oil, but uh, 
That's a beatable team. You go there, you beat Buffalo, and man, are you ever in a driver's seat because it's Jacksonville, Miami left after that. That's that it. it. So this is Scott Zolak on the phone. You know, the, so after the game, you know, all of a sudden you're seeing all of this new speculation. And we were talking about it last week, but this week it's gone even harder. ESPN reporting that they've got these you know, computer programs that, that say that there's a 10% chance that the Patriots will face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. To me, I still hear that's 90% chance that it won't. But nevertheless, if it were to come down to that, uh, oh God! I, I mean, I can't. To me, people's heads would explode if if you had Bill Belichick facing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It's not fair to this fan base. It really isn't. I mean, we did this. You guys go back to the beginning of the year when we're doing these talks, and it was the build up to the Tampa game, and it took you a couple weeks to come back after that. And hey, I think people have turned a page with Tom not being here. But how do you not root for Tom through for another four touchdowns? He just got named Sportsman of the Year by Sports Illustrated. Um, Bill talked so highly of him this week. Greatest player ever coached. It's you know I think both guys have turned the page. They had that that half hour discussion after the Tampa game, and it's time for both to really move on in different directions. And it's just hard for fans to accept that you'll never forget what Brady did here. And hey, you still got Belichick, and that's something to really, really you know grasp and, and, and keep your head around. Yeah, but you know I, I I actually think in in spite of the fact that he's no longer you know playing in Foxborough. You know, if you're a real fan of the team and not just guy jumping on a, on a on a bandwagon, you know you love a team not because they're good. You love a team because they're yours. Kind of like you know loving your children. They're not great all the time, but you know you you love yeah, you them. Love the you love the uniform. You love the uniform. So it you know so if a if a guy leaves and he's and he's like your favorite player, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you're still a Patriots fan. So if if it's if it comes down to that's who's facing each other in, in February in Los Angeles. I got to believe most Patriots fans are going to say, you know what? Tom Brady had his fun. Now it's the Patriots' time to, to prove themselves. And, and at that point, you know, Bill Bel- Bel- there's no question about Bill Belichick's legacy at that point. Of course. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'll, you know, obviously, I, I do the games for the Patriots. I'm all Patriots, 100% Patriots. Tom didn't want to leave. That's, see, that's the problem, I think, with a lot of fans is, you, know, you could have taken care of this a little bit earlier with more money, but Bill's not stupid. He knew where this thing was heading. And if you do put that much money into quarterback, you look at some of these teams out there, look at a team like Kansas City starting to struggle because Mahomes' contract's getting up there. Wait till two years from now when Mahomes is making $45 million. Yeah. You know, It's basically one-third of your payroll for one player. And you know, it, Bill knew the team had to reset. And it was for good reason. Now he spent a lot of money. But he got a lot more players than he would with just playing one guy in Tom. Basically, if Tom was still here, it'd be the same team two years ago, that 19 team, and Tom was not happy because there wasn't much talent on it. There's a... My point is you, could, you can't have this Patriots team as it's currently constituted with all the new additions and add Brady to it. So don't play, you, know, you can't play that game. Right. You know? Right. But, you know, but at this point, you know, considering the way that they're playing and, and the way that they're beating other teams, I mean, it, it, you know, these are not real close games. I mean, even, even though the score was low – you know, you look at the statistics, just the rushing stats alone, this was not a close game. You know, the Patriots were in the driving yeah, seat the I, whole time. And and that's and that's that the difference. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that way. That's a good point by you. Is a lot of these games, like even the Carolina game, like you felt like they're in control of the game. You know, this game was not gonna get away from them. Even at the end, you know, when Buffalo is driving, I'm like, they're gonna do something stupid. You know, they they get down there first and ten after the high tower penalty, first and goal to six, excuse me. They get stuffed on the run. Then they coming out of the two-minute break. 
Then they had to call timeout because they weren't ready to go. They didn't have a plan at the end. They should have been throwing the ball all the way into the end zone. That's what got them down there. Um, but it's just typical Patriots. They know the other team will make the mistake first. Just stick to what we tell you to do and uh, sit tight, and it works. You know, you you look at the uh, at the standings, and like you said, you know, Miami, Jacksonville, towards the end, Indianapolis is is still a solid team. I mean, that that could go either way. But you look at franchises like Jacksonville and and Miami and and the Jets, and I and you just you, you shake your head and go, how are how is with all the parity in the NFL, how is it possible to only lose? Uh, to to lose ten games in a season, and to me, the best game of the entire week this weekend was Detroit winning their first game. I it just I thought, boy, man, that was fantastic, and to watch Minnesota Vikings players on the ground almost in tears, like they got hit by a bus, man, that's satisfying to me. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to lose to that team, but <laughs> you know, you look at Perry, you mentioned Perry, it's like it's all about coaching. It really is. Most of these teams have. These pseudo hot um, you know, coordinators that that you want to bring in. Everybody thinks they can be a head coach. Every goal of a coordinator is to be a head coach. Doesn't always work. Look at Matt Nagy. It's going to happen again with Urban Meyer down there in Jacksonville. Even though Urban was a head guy, came from college. Um, I stick with I stick with guys like Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, um, you know Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, Bill here, obviously four four of the most tenured head coaches because they know how to run the league. You got to know how to coach in this league. But even a guy like you know Pete Carroll, you know who has you know been in New England too. But you know that's that's a team that's really really struggling right now for and for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I, I think they'll be okay. I do. I, I think Pete will have a pretty good handle on just how he wants to rake the ship there. Um, you had a tough tough couple of weeks with Russ Wilson having you know the, the busted up thumb. You know he could play for six games, so that kills you. When you're starting quarterbacks off for six or seven weeks, it's just you know you're dead in the water. Nothing you can really do there. And Pete's got to do what he can to get back and try and sneak back in these playoffs. So, uh, so what are you going to do in the bye week? I mean, you got a whole, you got a whole week. You got a whole weekend to yourself. I'm going to watch football, make fun of the Doors that they're not a real rock band, um, <laughs> make fun of Christmas songs like all the, like you guys aren't playing no crap Christmas songs now, are you? Uh, not yet, you but I, I give us about a week and a half, and you'll see it. We play it like two days before Christmas. <laughs> worst Christmas, worst Christmas song ever made, Paul McCartney. Oh, hands- who's having the most wonderful Christmas time? Oh, hands right. down. Oh, and no, uh, right. he's right. He's, he's right, Scott. You're right about that. Uh, that to know. me, that's don't almost proof. That's you're a beetle. Al- you don't put your name on that. That's you know al- what I mean? That's you almost proof that. that Paul McCartney is dead. That's that's uh, that's my uh, that's my contention. Listen to the words. The choir children sing a song. Ding dong, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> Paul, Paul McCartney can do anything Paul McCartney wants to do. Yeah, and clearly on that day that's he did. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Hey, who am I to bug anybody? I'd take the check too. There you know how much money he's probably made of royalties? Scott Zolak brought to you by the Lee Auto Group. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. I'll see you next week, boys. There you go, Scott Zolak. It's eight uh, twenty. Uh, I meant to ask him what his favorite was. It, the, does he prefer the Roomba or the iRobot? Uh, we didn't get yeah, to I that. Didn't get to Again. that question. Damn it! Next week they'll still be valid. All right, eight twenty and Rock One Hundred Two. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak. Deal sounds a lot like twenty three with Bax and Steve and Rock One Hundred Two. If you miss any part of the uh, Bax and O'Brien show, check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. Like for example, let's say you were really looking forward to that Scott Zolak interview. But something came up, and you had to, uh, you know, like get out of your car uh-huh. for you know, like whatever. 
And uh, you can go and uh, go on BaxOBrien.com and download the daily podcast and subscribe through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Spotify. And you, it's like you never miss another show again. You can listen to whatever whenever you feel like it. Uh, that sounds like a plan, it's a good. It's a very good yeah. plan. You also check out Baxi's musical podcast. This week, my guest, John Ilsley from Dire Straits, the, uh, the bass player, written a brand new book. It's very, very good. We even talk about uh, whether or not you could expect the Dire Straits to uh, come back. Oh. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't hold my, or wouldn't hold your breath. Are they in dire straits? Oh, I see ah, what you did there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's all available on BaxnoBrian.com. Uh, organizers of the King Abdulaziz Camel Festival have carried out the biggest bust of Botox cheats in the event's six edition history, according to the official Spa News Agency. At least 43 participants were found to have artificially tampered with the appearance of camels in various ways, including injecting Botox into their lips. Imagine this. Uh, into their lips? Yeah. Uh, that uh, First of all, I didn't even know they had camel pageants. And secondly, uh, th- they're so serious that they're pumping Botox into the camel. Well, that, that makes them look that much more attractive. Uh, other methods of manipulation, including using rubber bands to distort body parts and using gel implants. Mm. They're camels. The stakes are high as competition winners can take home a total of $66 million in prize money. Really? So does the winner have, like, more <laughs> supple humps? Oh, look at those. Ooh, your humps. Your, your humps. humps. Your, your lovely, lovely camel humps. humps. What uh, you going to do with all that junk? All that hump inside your hump. <laughs> Private sales can fetch millions of dollars. Saudi Arabia's Camel Club, which organized the event, is hosting is using a host of high-tech methods to judge the competitors. Camels are inspected visually for desirable traits that include gait and physical proportions before undergoing x-rays, ultrasound tests, and genetic analysis. It's really, no, it's really no different than the Westminster Donk Show. This is just for camels. That's true. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, ooh, and your ah, they go, oh, look how adorable that camel is. You know, they're they're beautiful animals. That uh, the uh, camel club said that the high number of uh, violators found is evidence of the strength and strictness of fighting tampering. What about Joe Camel? I'm sure he looks like an old catcher's mitt smoking all those cigarettes all these years. You get a little couple of Botox treatments in that guy, man, he looks like a million bucks. Like a brand new camel. He looks like a fresh young camel buck out of camel school. It's like you don't even notice the uh, the the yellowness of his fingernails, or the emphysema, right? Or the COPD, or the low birth weight, uh, or any number of different body effects. <laughs> but there you go. That's the camel competition. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Max and Steve in Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Table and Vine for the best deals in town and expert advice on Table and <laughs> expert advice only at Table and Vine, Riverdale Street and Risk. Riverdale Street in West Springfield or tableandvine.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Would uh, Table and Vine drop off some samples? I was you can't get that out of your mouth this morning. Sounded yeah. drunk. Uh, a little bit of a traffic alert. E road hug! As uh, drivers are dealing with some backups this morning on I 91 northbound in Springfield, the crash was reported just after 7 a.m. Uh, by 7 30, traffic was backed up beyond the Route 5 and Exit 1 on ramp. But. Now they're saying traffic is starting to move again. So, okay, I mean, an accident happened at seven a.m. and it's like eight thirty now. Right. You know, I guess it'd be cleaned up by then. Yeah, maybe. I think. <clears throat> uh, but just uh, just be careful out there because it is icy and people forget how to drive. We uh, we were talking about that earlier this morning. How uh, 
curious it is how us New Englanders who have lived here for years yeah. seem to forget all about how to drive in snowy conditions. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, like amnesia. It's uh, it's three-season amnesia. You forget what it was like to drive in that icy weather. Yeah, except it shouldn't be that difficult. <sighs> I told you last night I tried to come home from the, uh, the Holyoke Mall via Montgomery Road uh, from Westfield into Huntington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blocked. There was a there was a cop blocker there, uh, blocking off the roadway. <laughs> I hate a cop blocker. He, he crossed right over the road, and then he and then he gets out, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, what's going on, sir?" And he goes, uh, "Yeah, don't. The mountain's impassable, boy. You can't go up that way. I wouldn't recommend trying to get past here." Yeah. So uh, we had to go all the way around through Westfield. Oh like, my God! What a pain! Route twenty. What a it was a big pain in the ass. Because you gotta you kind of have to go through like uh, the middle of Westfield to get where you need to go. Well, it's like nine ten at night. I could have been home uh, maybe twelve minutes later, right? Uh, going that way. Right now, it took me an extra thirty minutes to go all the way around. Uh. How do, you, uh, how, do you, how do you put up with that? Today, between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., Springfield Police will be conducting high-visibility traffic enforcement on Sumner Avenue. The uh, Springfield Police Department's traffic unit is assisting officers, along with the Mass State Police, will all be helping with the enforcement. Police in the city have had three previous high-visibility traffic enforcement efforts, which have led to more than 250 citations, approximately 30 criminal complaints, and one arrest. The majority of the citations involve speeding or distracted driving, Police are asking drivers to slow down and put your phones away as the amount of car accidents in the city have increased. All right, but suppose I've got very important phone calls to make. Uh, well, then uh, you can do that hands-free on your hands-free set. Uh, what about if I have some very important selfies to post on Instagram? Well, you can do that. And uh, if you have any documents to type out or anything mm. like that, you can do that as well. What about if I'm in the middle of posting some very important TikTok videos? Yep, you can do that too. Just make sure you put some uh, good music behind it. I always want a TikTok video with good music. Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about uh, doing one that's got that watermelon sugar song what about that I love so much. Plugging in a hot plate to that uh, little thing you got. Yeah, yeah, I've always thought it'd be kind of nice to be driving, but at the same time making soup. Making ramen. I'm making ra- What are you doing? I'm making ramen while I'm driving. Yeah, because that's, a, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good car food. Police are searching for a suspect who allegedly attempted to break into a home on Summers Rome in Hamden on Wednesday. According to the police, the owner was present and confronted the suspect before he made entry into the home. The suspect then fled the area in a van prior to officer's arrival. Hamden police are looking to see if anyone who had contact with the individual driving the van or had seen it in town on Wednesday. The case remains under investigation. If you have any information that uh, may help uh, them in that case, you're asked to call the Hamden Police Department. I saw a picture of the uh, of the vehicle. It's yeah. like a minivan with a extension ladder on the top. Yeah, like and he was, uh, uh, climbing up on the roof. And this dude uh, tried breaking into someone's house without realizing. Hey, wait a minute! There's somebody inside this house. Hey, I have a very distinct vehicle. <laughs> Maybe I should get out of here and not try to break into this house. Yeah, I don't because think somebody's in the, on the inside, probably calling the police. Yeah, I uh, I don't uh, I don't think they're they're very smart when they do when they try to pull off these types of heists. When I'm when I, as I'm reading this story this morning and someone's posting it on the uh, on the Hamden forum on Insta- on uh, on Facebook, I'm uh-huh. thinking this is not a criminal mastermind right here. This is not a criminal genius. Criminal genius would wait till someone was 
no longer in their house. And they probably wouldn't be on a road that is so easily accessible to the Hamden police. That's neither here nor there. Well, then he's neither here nor there either. Since he's now on the run. Well, maybe he thought he could escape right over the line in Connecticut. <clears throat> I don't know if he summers. went that that way or headed towards uh, Wilbraham uh, or East Lombardo. Well, I would go over the state line. They can't catch you there. That's like the force field. Once you get over there, the police can't come after you. Yeah, but then you can't ever come back. Well, that's okay. Who'd want to come back to that town anyway? I'd go back to that town every single day of my life. Well, that's your business. The uh, West Springfield Police Department is asking for help in identifying a man who they said is responsible for illegally taking dumps behind a Memorial you Avenue business. bastard. <laughs> he was seen driving a pickup truck. Uh, anyone with information is asked to call Detective Kennedy at the West Springfield Police Department at 413-263-3210, extension 229, or text the tip by touching solve, plus the message 274-637 on a cell phone. As uh, we were discussing earlier in the show, when we're talking about illegal dumping, we're not talking about taking a dump. No. We're actually talking about stuff that was taken out of his car and just dumped on the side of the road. This guy's got an extended cab uh, pickup truck uh, with one of them toolboxes in the back. Right. And then uh, behind that is a bunch of tires. And then in the other photos, he's seen throwing the tires into that dumpster, which is illegal. You can't do that. You can't throw a tire into a dumpster? You could if you had the uh, proper uh, recycling uh, dumpster to do that in, and you have permission from whoever was doing that because you have to pay recycling fees on those tires. What about uh, explosive chemicals like, uh, say, expired you know, fertilizers and oh, stuff? Yeah, you can toss that in there? Yeah, you can throw that in there with the kerosene, uh, all that stuff. Any uh, in other incendiary devices I could uh, uh, toss in? Old cans of spray paint, sure. perhaps. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yep. Yeah, acid, uh, battery acid. I got just uh, dump that right over the Plenty top. of empty propane tanks would probably fit in there, too. Oh, absolutely. You throw that all in there with a road flare, and uh, that thing will uh, incinerate within a couple hours. I'd <laughs> love to see, like, a Roman candle. Boy, that'll really, that'll really see a little fire. But don't, you, but don't you dare throw tires in the trash. I'm sure that's, West Springfield that, would rather have people taking dumps on the side of the road. That's what we won't stand for around here. Not in our nice town. Uh, A growing effort to unionize Starbucks stores. It's facing its first major test. The National Labor Relations Board is scheduled to count ballots today from union elections held at three separate Starbucks stores in Buffalo, uh, in the Buffalo, New York area. Around 111 Starbucks workers from three stores were eligible to vote. Starbucks has never unionized, has never had unionized U.S. stores in its 50-year history and has fought off previous unionization attempts. Uh, the company says its stores function best when it works directly with employees, but union backers say they want more input in store operations and pay. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, highly oppressed baristas out there. They don't feel like they're getting a fair shake. Well, you know, um, it's probably not as glamorous as you think, Bax. Are you t- are you kidding me? Well, I knew a guy over there who was able to uh, able to pick up a piece of lemon cake with a with the, some tongs. And carefully put them in a bag. Uh, you know, to me, you want you want to talk about the glitz and glamour of everyday coffee making. That was it right there. I would love to be lifting up pastries with tongs <sighs> and and making frothy coca uh, you, you, you coffee drinks. You really you're really gonna die on that hill, huh? Why not? Crapping on the uh, the the worker. I'm not crapping on the worker, Steve. I'm I believe me. I'm uh, I'm pro labor in this one. I uh, sense the sarcasm in your voice when you're describing what these folks do. I'll tell you what they don't do. 
They don't clean their bathrooms as often as they should. Well, depends on what time of the day you I go. have been in some foul coffee shop bathrooms in my day. I don't uh, know why. You know, uh, there's a lot of these places that are trying to unionize now, not just Starbucks. Oh, I know. There's a lot. Of, here's the thing. You know, there's 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 all these people saying, well, people are not going back to work because they're staying home and getting free money. Well, the free money's gone. That's not uh, that's no longer a thing. But I also find it hard to believe that you're going to find a lot of people going back to those kinds of places and that's when the- they're going to have to pay union dues in order to do it. Well, I think if your wages went up, yeah, you would be able to do it. And I think when you have the, it's more about the protection of the of the benefits and all that other stuff that go along with it. Listen, if I'm but already, but you're having a you're a, an almost <laughs> renaissance in this country of uh, of workers who are fed up with how they're being treated, and many of them. It, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal the other day about the Great American Resignation. There are people quitting their jobs in unprecedented numbers because they're just sick and tired of being overloaded with work mm-hmm. and not getting compensated They're being for sick it. and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, and and you know, you really can't blame people for for being, you know, how many how many times have we had uh, issues here where they condense jobs and then don't give you any extra compensation for it. Well, it happens everywhere. Steve, I would I would never actively criticize this company. Why not? Because it's, I'm it's, working here. And yeah. would like to continue to. Well, that's uh, all good for you. you I mean, I'm not going to. You're not going to. It's nothing's going to be happening well, to you I'm by saying uh, agreeing with me. Well, if you want to put yourself out there, all I'm saying is is that uh, if I'm going to spend <coughs> up to eight dollars for a fancy cup of coffee, yeah, and the only way to make that business uh, sizzle is to make that eight dollar cup of coffee into a twelve dollar cup of coffee, I say. You know, that perhaps, that, that's that perhaps a, it's time to strike. A longstanding argument, but uh, there was a, they did this, a case study on a, on a Taco Bell in D.C. Right. It was the first one in the country to raise their wages to $17 an hour. The most expensive menu item is $3. Still. Yes. So you're only talking about pennies of an increase for product. But for the consumer, it's actually a significant Increase because who only orders one thing at a Taco Bell? Well, that's neither here nor there. I'm well, saying the overall average cost doesn't increase that much. Those costs have been increasing long before they started. To, they started putting wages in. Yeah, I don't know, Steve. All I know is is that uh, you know you're working for the man every night and day, and that's the way it's got to be. Sometimes you just got to suck it up. Got to pay. Got to pay the man. Got to pay the bills. And you, uh, you people who aren't uh, refu- who are refusing to go back to work. Yeah, listen, it's uh, it's disrupting the flow of uh, of of my economy. Uh, it's, it's it's becoming inconvenient for me. I'm uh, having I'm, to wait for a table at a restaurant. I'm more of a Norma Ray type. You go ahead and do your do your little union. Yeah, I I can see you standing upstairs, like in the uh, in the mm-hmm. in the kitchen area, a little commissary with a sign over your head and say "Union now." I can see you doing that. We gotta have a union here. For what? You could be a steward. A steward. You could. Please. I don't want to be a steward. Last August, Vince uh, Patton was watching a YouTube video of a Tesla owner who had made a startling observation. Tesla drivers could now play a video game on their car's touchscreen dashboard while the vehicle is moving. Sure beats driving. Curious to, to see for himself, Patton drove his own 2021 Tesla Model 3 to an empty parking lot and did a few loops. I was just dumbfounded that, yes, sure enough, this sophisticated video game came up. 
Patton, who, uh, who says he has nothing against Tesla, worries that drivers will play games and become dangerously distracted, which is why Patton decided to file a complaint with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. He's the Debbie Downer. He's yeah, no the kidding. Paul Monitor who just blew everybody in. We were going to be able to play Candy Crush in our cars while the car drove itself. And now you ruined it. Yeah, Thanks be- a lot, Vince Patton. Because somebody doesn't like to have fun in the car. What a jerk. I don't like that guy at all. I don't like him either. It is kind of weird, though, <laughs> that you would be able to allow that. Like, that did, that got past all the safety people. You know what I mean? Listen, uh, when you're driving a car, that's not the time for fun and games. That's just the time for getting in the car and getting where you need to go and, and getting out of the car. That's it. That's all I care about. On, the, uh, on December 7th at about uh, 9 p.m., uh, Ontario police received a call for a motor vehicle that failed to remain after colliding with a vehicle on uh, Route 169 in the town of Gravenhurst. Within 30 minutes, police received a second call of a vehicle stopped in an intersection of Muskoka Road. Uh, when police arrived, the male driver was behind the wheel finishing his chicken wings, and he was unaware of the collision. Sitting there eating chicken wings in the middle of an intersection? There must have been some wings. As a result of the investigation, police arrested and charged 67-year-old William Newlove of Muskoka Lakes with impaired operation and failed to report an accident. He will uh, appear in the Ontario Court of Justice uh, in January to answer to the charges. Officers will continue to patrol the roadways and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're so drunk, you think you're at home. I'm just sitting here watching <laughs> chicken wings in a car and... Why is it cold in my living room? Right in the middle of the intersection. This is yeah, it's a little drafty in here. Did somebody <laughs> turn this thing, this thing on? How come the TV remote isn't working? I told you, that, I told you that story before about my brother's friend who uh, they lived in New Jersey. Yeah. Right? And uh, one night, uh, this guy that my brother knew was sleeping. And he was awoken by a giant crash that was outside of his apartment. You know, he heard a crash outside of his apartment window. Right. And he looks down and he sees this really bad, like, rear end crash. So he calls the police. Well, guess what? What? The guy that he called police on was his friend who was drunk driving home. And they all got arrested. The two people in the two separate cars were his friends. Right. They rear ended each other. And then they all got arrested and went to jail because his friend called the police, had no idea that it was his friend down at the bottom now was that uh, friendship able to survive this sort of thing no no that uh and that guy and the one of the guys that crashed into the other car yeah died of like liver cirrhosis at the age of 32 but it went to his grave hating your brother not my brother my brother's friend oh right yeah he went to his grave hating your brother's friend yeah yeah isn't that crazy i mean how is this how's the guy supposed to know well, it's a. Uh, you see a crash. I mean, the first thing you, you, you call the cops to, at the very least to make sure that everyone's safe. Yeah, and it's like two in the morning. It's not, uh, you know, a bright, sunny day out where you'd be able to recognize your friends. I mean, I, it, listen, if it, if, it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't that one guy calling the cops, it yeah. would have been somebody else in that neighborhood. You never know, though. You know, I know. You could have uh, harbored them for safety at your hair. Come and get inside. Please. Just leave a hit and run, leave the scene of the accident. That's the smart thing to do. <laughs> Wouldn't that make him an accessory? That's neither here nor there, Bex. All right, Steve, I'm just saying. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 37. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 45. It's 26 right now.